1: Hey everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and Catcher Predator. Why don't
0: you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests.
1: No, I hated it. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they
0: touch your face, then you leave there and the next day you have pimples.
1: Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, predators. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and if you're brand new to Intoxicated, this is a comedy variety talk show where I shoot the shit with friends, comedians, and various guests about life, usually while drinking. And hello, everybody. How are you? Um, it has been a while since I've done just kind of like a regular episode. So um, welcome back to the podcast. And I hope you guys are all doing as well as you can be right now. Um, times are crazy, crazy, crazy. And I haven't really talked about what's going on um on the podcast yet which is insane a lot has happened in my life and um it's been a challenging sad depressing stressful anxiety ridden time I'm not gonna lie it's been um not great but I'm kind of sort of getting to the point where I'm getting back into the swing of things, trying to, you know, do some more stuff for the podcast and get back into it because it really does make me happy and uh, it's really important to do things that make you happy right now. Um, so I have been sort of social distancing, self-isolating for almost three weeks. Um, tomorrow it will be three solid weeks of sort of staying in my apartment and not doing anything and I'm going Absolutely insane. Um, and you know, as you know, we had Andrew Vaughn pass away, which was a huge thing. And I feel like I lost like days there. Like there's days that I literally don't remember because it was just not even a day. It was probably spent sleeping and crying. And that was literally it. So it's been tough. Um, but like I said, trying to get back to normal. So I hope if you're listening to this that you're doing okay or as okay as you can be. At least I know that it's hard to be 100% okay right now. Everything's kind of on pause. Um, a lot of people are out of work. I myself, my job did end uh, not necessarily due to corona, but I certainly am out of work and don't really know what's next. have no idea. Um. But I do take some comfort in knowing that I'm not the only one and we're kind of all in this together kind of thing. There is some level of comfort there, even though it's a small one, you know? Uh, So so I do want to say thank you so much, listeners, for sticking with me through these past couple weeks. Um, It has been not a good time, but... I'm going to try my very best to keep up with the podcast, um, do some remote interviews with Zoom. And it does, it is kind of scary and challenging because it totally takes away the vibe of my show. Uh, I usually hate recording remotely, but if I want to stick with this, I'm going to have to get used to it. So you will be getting episodes. I'm not stopping the podcast. I'm just going to have to get a little more creative about what to do for God knows how long. So there you go. But That being said, this week I do have a pre-recorded episode that was done weeks and weeks ago, uh, before things got really crazy here. This week's guest is my friend Alva Marie Sparkles. She is a comedian here in Halifax. She is a very creative, talented person, and she's like a new friend of mine. Um, I really love Alva. This interview is so amazing. I had so much fun with her. Couple just quick disclaimers about this episode. Like I said, it was recorded quite a while ago, I can't remember exactly when, but long before, um, you know, people were sort of told to stay inside and everything like that. I think at this point it was starting to pick up, but it wasn't just quite as serious as it is now, obviously. Um, so there is a moment in this episode where we talk with the coronavirus, and it does kind of seem like we're not taking it seriously. Just to let you guys know, this is this was in the past. Obviously, both of us now are taking it really seriously. So, But I just wanted to leave that disclaimer in case you hear it and you're like, um, this is serious. Why are they, like, you know, not taking this seriously. So just to let you know about that, the other thing I want to let you know is... This is a really fun episode, but we do get into some deeper, darker subjects, uh, including uh, depression and suicide and disordered eating. So if you're at all sensitive to those subjects, just be aware that they do come up. I don't think that we say anything too, too crazy in regards to this, uh, but I just want to let you guys know if, if it makes you uncomfortable at all. Just be aware of that. But seriously... I love this episode. I'm, you know, listening to it back and editing it and sort of getting back into where I was before all this craziness was like really nice to do. Um, because pretty much this episode was going to come out, but then it got pushed back because of everything that happened. But this is kind of like a glimpse back at simpler times when you could podcast with guests right beside you. It's just insane to me that who knows like when people will get to do that again it's crazy so this could be like my last like in-person intoxicated interview for like quite a while probably so pretty nuts but a big thank you to alva marie sparkles for coming on it was so great i think you guys will love this another thing i want to mention is, is that i am streaming so do make sure you check out the intoxicated youtube channel and twitch channel i have links below to those tonight actually we did a live debates, live stream, and it was a shit ton of fun. So I'll probably be doing a lot more streaming. Best way to stay up to date with that is to obviously subscribe to those channels, whichever one you prefer, Twitch or YouTube, and follow Intoxicated on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Intoxicated Podcast, and on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. And I post on there whenever a stream is happening. I've also been just kind of randomly streaming me playing The Sims, which is so cool completely random but I had this theory that like if I'm going to be in quarantine for a while I should just like rebuild my dream life through the sims and I did I bought the game and I've been playing it and I do stream it every now and then so best place to find that is probably twitch that's kind of the more video game centric place to find those streams but yeah if you have suggestions for live streams or anything like that or even episodes i could do please send them my way because like i've said my brain has been through a lot and it's probably not as sharp as it once was so you can actually um, pop me off an email at intoxicatedpocasts at gmail.com with any episode suggestions stream suggestions questions comments feedback really just anything you can reach out that way also this is a great time for podcasts so there's probably a a lot of people wanting to get into new podcasts a big thing you could do is suggest intoxicated tell your friends about it and also if you are digging the show you can leave an itunes rating or review that would be amazing stuff like that 100 helps the podcast out so thank you guys once again and i truly hope you're well and healthy and just staying as sane as you can right now so that's about it for me please enjoy this week's episode with Alba marie sparkles are you a
0: geek nerd? Like geek nerd. a little bit. Like yeah. honestly for a long time I avoided things like Comic Con and like those sort of things because I felt like I wasn't nerdy enough. Right. And like people would be like, Well, if you like Star Trek, what was the name of the planet in episode forty six? I'd be like, I don't Fucking no <laughs>
1: <laughs> who fucking knows that? Yeah, Jesus. so,
0: like, I've never been, like, a huge fanatic, but, like, mm. I do, like, a lot of geeky stuff. Like, yeah. you know, like, the superhero, Star Trek, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah no, that's, and that's, like, that's more than I know. Like, yeah. like with any any girl who knows geeky things, I'm like, you instantly get more dick than me. Even <laughs> if you just have so a baseline true. of lo- knowledge about it, like, you're getting more dick. I gotta find <laughs> fucking the bell is nowhere to be found that makes me Fernando. sad i mean they're not that not that expensive but still i'm just like well, where is it i shouldn't have taken it from its home yeah i should have kept it here well, i don't have- once you have like
0: an iconic sound like you don't want to yeah. replace it with a different one because even if it sounds a little bit different like it I is know.
1: kind of it, it's, it's off it's very off i should actually just record the sound of me dinging the bell and just play it and yeah. then that would be the input in Sound kind of thing. Yeah, that would work. That would work. Where's the bell? I'm so sad. Okay. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna is plow it like on a through. Level. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah, you're actually. I don't want to like did, face fuck it. But the the best way is like a little more in front. Okay. Yeah, go like base.
0: that. Like an actual stand up mic. Yeah. There you
1: go. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, you guys, welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm so very excited. Alva Marie Sparkles is here. Yay. What yeah. up? Girl? Might remember her from a couple episodes ago, A few episodes ago. Yeah, um, um, we talked about love and
0: fingering and all the important <laughs> things and tongue and cheese. Yes, so which you, was awesome. Oh and my thank God. you to everybody who went. It was a fantastic life. <sighs> so good.
1: It was. We we gotta just like get right into it because so Alva, you were on the episode with so you were with Adrian Gabriel, you were with Miss Shapen. Fucking who else was on that? I'm uh, like, yeah, yeah. Like we had a mega episode for that one, yeah. Uh, and you guys pulled off your tongue and cheek show,
0: yeah. And
1: oh my god, what an experience to be a part of that. That it was, was so cool, so amazing.
0: I'm really pleased with the way that it turned out. Like in retrospect, I think there's a lot of things that we could have done better, but yeah. like at the same
1: time, like you got to take the win, right? <laughs> like, this is such a common thing. And, I mean, this is a common thing in stand-up, too. Like, I find, like, if you try to compliment someone after a stand-up set, like, they ain't taking compliments. They're thinking about the one way they said a certain word that didn't quite land. And, oh, I kind of fumbled on that word. And, like, like, people watching the show or watching stand-up don't fucking see that at all. And I actually experienced it big time. Um, last night when I was watching my live show back, I was Mm -hmm. doing a reaction to the live show video and I go, holy shit, bitch, you look and sound like you get your shit together (laughs) and what a tornado it was right before, like what a stressful tornado, but it's so interesting how in our heads we are. Yeah. When when you're so close to it, you're so close
0: to it. I did a show in Moncton a while ago that everybody told me was fucking like, awesome right and i just like i was like oh like it was too short i got nervous i messed up like that one segue blah 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 and then i listened to it like a month later and i was like i did fucking awesome and i messaged carrie who had taken me to the show and i was like i did really well on that show and he was like yeah that's what I told you,
1: right. <laughs> but like I didn't
0: believe it until I actually like went back and like objectively looked at it looked afterwards. At it. Yeah, yes. and even if I had listened to that recording like the next day, I probably still would have been
1: like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. you
0: got to almost let it breathe a bit. Yeah, because the s- audience doesn't know what
1: you meant to do, right? Fuck like, no, they don't. <laughs> and like, and I totally get that now, and it's so interesting because me and Oliver were talking about this right before we press record about our friendship and how we're kind of new friends, like yeah. really fresh new friends, but we. M- kind of collided around show production. Yes. Uh, because, like, I think it was, like, either Kirsten or Adrian who mentioned the burlesque show, and then I met you at Beerly's, finally, because I had seen you around, but yeah. I never actually met you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just kind of decided to help each other. Yeah. Which worked really, really well. Yeah. So I highly recommend if you have, like, if you have kind of almost like a partner in crime that yeah. can, can help you with the day of your show, it's, it's so, so much helpful. better. Yeah.
0: And even, like, if just even knowing that you have that support leading yes. up to it too like that was a huge thing because you were like I'm stressed and I'm like I'm stressed and we're like you are that."
1: you got this it was so and like i'm so grateful for for both of you yeah
0: and i'm grateful for you as well and like i was saying before like i wasn't really looking for a friend but then it was just like we had so much in common we were doing the same thing and it was just like i felt instant support from you and i just wanted to give it back tenfold and
1: yeah it works out so well and then we'll keep helping each other with with each other's shows going forward
0: and i think we both have something that can grow and something that the scene wants and needs and yes we both keep it going
1: fucking awesome shows both of us both of us it was within two weeks of each other or like one week actually yeah so your show was a Friday the 21st and then mine was the next Friday so we were just like in show mode yeah and I remember too, like when your guys' show was over, I were, and this is so interesting as well, because you did this to me and I did this to you. We both did the same thing to each other, <laughs> which was at the end, being like, Congratulations! How happy are you? How happy are you? And like, the person who ran the show is just like, i don't know I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on is it over is I this real did yeah. i dream this because yeah. you did because i did that to you and yeah. i remember like i knew that you were happy with it yeah but we went over a drink after and i could tell that you were reeling yeah you were kind of taking it all in and yeah. i was the same way with mine yeah yeah and it's not until like a couple of days later that you go holy shit what did i do yeah what did i do yeah Kind of thing. It's insane. But like, yeah, it's interesting because you, you kept coming up to me after my show going, are you happy, Sarah? We want you to be happy. I was like, I'm happy. I'm just so
0: tired. Yeah. Well, and you were exhausted. And it's exhausting producing a show. But like. So much. You were so excited and you were so stressed out. And like, yeah, I wanted you to be so happy. And you were. But yeah. it was just like you were a tired happy. It's
1: it's <laughs> almost like like you're in shock a bit. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like. I, I do think it's like a shock thing. Because, like, you are legit happy, but, like, it's almost like your body can't catch up to, like, what's going on in your mind.
0: Well, and you spend so much time preparing, and when you're preparing a show, it feels like it's never actually coming. And then when it does, it's over so fast.
1: And when it's, like, two days before, you're like, I only have two days. Fuck. All this stuff that I have to do. So, yeah. Many lessons learned. Many lessons learned. But, like, such a cool experience to, like, kind of, like, become friends with you during that time. And then also, like besides show stuff like you just turned 30 yeah and you mentioned that you had a like a little bit of a moment (laughs) which is like kind of to be like 30 is a big age it's a round number and i think as women we put a lot on turning turning 30 yeah like i and it's so funny because anybody else in my life who's
0: 30 or older i would be like oh you're so young like i don't even like notice like Why are you worried about this? But then when it was me, I was like... "Ah, ah," And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like, is my sex life over? Like, am I still going to be hot? And just like, I don't know. Like, I... Always had a really hard time picturing my future. I've had a really long, long struggle with depression. And, like, I've had spouts of, like, suicide issues and things like that. And I honestly never thought I was going to be 30. And then it happened. And I was
1: like, what this? What What? am I supposed to do with it? Does that compute? Yeah. didn't think would be here. Yeah. Oh, my God. That hit hard, what you just said. (laughs) Well, because... Like, and I told you before this, I was like, I like to get deep on this podcast, but like, yeah, I, it's, it's been tough. Mm. And I think they call it like the return, turn of Saturn's astrology or something like that. Like your late twenties into your thirties is like apparently a really rough time Mm. as like for personal shit. Yeah. But then I'm like, I feel like I've been struggling with depression all my
0: life yeah
1: well but it's worse now
0: the thing is like when you're like a teen they're like oh you'll grow out of it and then you're in your early 20s and it's like oh you're just stressed out about school and then in your mid-20s they're like oh you just got to get your shit together and it's like okay at what point is this just gonna stop because it seems like it's just getting worse
1: (laughs) i don't have my phone on me but on the bus ride here today i wrote in my phone and it was just a thought i had and i just went why is it so hard For some people to find the best versions of themselves.
0: Yeah, or like
1: believe it when you start getting to it. Why is it like it seems like with some people, their life is just linear and they just like they just live in like, dare I say, we all have our struggles that, you know, you might not show your friends or you might not show social media or you might not show the Mm -hmm. outside world. But sometimes you look at people and you just go like, you don't really you haven't really struggled too much. Like You just kind of sank into a job and found a partner yeah and things have been relatively easy like obviously there's other things but yeah but then there's other people who like just never seem to know what they're doing and like working tons of jobs and like and always treading water almost and that's how i feel too like you saying Mm -hmm. that you couldn't can't picture your future that's exactly where i am right now too like i don't know what my future looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to be doing for work. I don't know if I'm going to be with... i have a partner. Like, yeah, it's so scary.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, like... So scary. I have a job right now that I like and that it's a good company, but I'm just like, is this a career or is this just like a thing I'm doing to get through the days? You know what I mean? Right. Like, do I... Like, I don't really want to do that as a career, but, like, I also don't really want to do anything else, so I guess I'll just hang out. (laughs) Well, that's just it.
1: And also, too, like, what I find so fascinating about people who do comedy, it's just, like, is the goal, like, for you, is the goal to do performing and comedy comedy? full-time eventually or do you think I don't or? think
0: that's realistic like honestly yeah. like if we're being real one percent of people end up making it and who wouldn't want a career where you just go around and travel and make people laugh right but like I'm a very logical person Love and that. I don't know if that's necessarily the path for me and if I can make some money here and there I'm happy with that I mean right. if somebody offered if Netflix was like hey want to do this special I wouldn't be like ah fuck off <laughs> I have a job in insurance
1: <laughs> i get massages on my lunch break (laughs) yeah netflix special yeah (laughs) (laughs) i get that though no i do you think Ooh, now we're gonna get really deep do you think that's a defense mechanism in a weird way yeah oh yeah yeah just kind of not because i i looked it up recently oh i fucking i wish i had my phone on me i i looked up a phobia that was like fear of disappointment or like fear of Hope, like, Mm -hmm. because I always think I'm, like, when I get excited about something, I instantly get terrified because I'm, like, I'm about to be let down. Yeah. This isn't going to work out. This is going to let me down. Don't get excited. Assume it's not going to work out. And then other people, like, are so just so optimistic and yeah. puts, and then like you know there's the, the whole secret thing which is like just think of it oh my god I fucking hate you. that
0: bullshit and it's just like how the
1: fuck will it just come to me I've been thinking about love for eight years Yeah, no one's loved me in these eight years well it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned
0: love because like when I f- met my partner I was so convinced that I wasn't good enough for him because I loved him so much. I broke up with him two or three times because I've been like, I'm going to break up with you before you break up with me. Did you really? Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, obviously we got back together. We put a ring on it now. We're good. Yeah. But, like, I was so terrified of, like, being disappointed and him dumping me that I was uh, like, I'm just going to do it first.
1: Uh, you know what I mean? And did like, he, he'd, like, fight his way? like oh, so he yeah, got Like, he, was he fought like, his way back? You're being silly. <laughs> <laughs> Come back home. Um, <laughs> but that's... But that's the thing. Like, you met someone who was your perfect counterpart at that time yeah. to see your insecurities and fight past them. Yeah. Whereas, like, some people would just run away. Yeah. Or just yeah. be like, I'm done. Too much work. Yeah. Like, he definitely gets me. Ah. Which that's is awesome.
0: Which is cool. Yeah. And I just... Sometimes I feel like damaged goods, but I mean, I guess everybody is and you just need everybody somebody is. who knows how to
1: handle your particular brand
0: of damage yes kid.
1: you need someone with good packaging skills yes i gonna wrap, wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> just saying. that that helps too it does and so your current like am i saying husband husband hubby yeah partner like we're not legally married right but we we say partner we say husband we say wife whatever
0: feels good in the moment how
1: long have you guys been together
0: about five years. Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So
0: I moved here for him. Right. Um, And that was about three, almost four years ago. Wow. Yeah. Leap of faith. Yeah.
1: How yeah. long were you together when you decided to move here for him?
0: Like a year. year and wow. that, like, yeah. Well, that's I good. Contemplated, good and I was like, if I say no, are you still going to go? And he was like, no. And I was like, ah, don't put that pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not fair. I feel like I would, I'm such a hopeless romantic that I wouldn't even, I would 100% move somewhere for somebody. Yeah, see, so like, I'm the opposite. I'm really? like, I would never do
0: that. But then it was just, I, c- I couldn't let him go.
1: Ah, you know, got to get ah, us sappy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, yeah. I don't know much about relationships, but- <laughs> I gotta get someone like to that point before I'm like yeah, I can't let you go. Yeah, I'm a big time love addict, so it's something about myself that I've realized in my thirties. Yeah,
0: well, and I'm very much a serial monogamist, and like I was married when I was very very young, and went yeah. like, through a divorce, and crazy. So like it's really weird that I'm 30 and I'm on my second husband. Like, and like when I hear that, it's sounds- honestly so though
1: terrible. Gold, though, no, I don't think that sounds terrible at all. I think. That sounds like someone who you, okay, you made a decision and you're, how old were you when you got first got married?
0: Um, like
1: 20, 21? So early 20s. Yeah. You were early 20s, like probably so in love and you were probably just like,
0: this is my person. Yeah. Well, and like I, I grew up really fast. I was like yeah. emancipated when I was like 15. So like we had already been living together for like six years at that point. Wow. It wasn't like we were like you know, fresh.
1: Right. So, so it felt, it, you felt ready.
0: It, I did, yeah. 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 And it's funny because I feel like I was more mature at that stage in my life than I am now. Really? Yeah. And I like, I had my shit together back then. Like I had a house, I had a car, I had a really, really good job. My house was immaculate and perfectly decorated. Like I was just oh, one shit. of those like perfect little bitches. Really? And then that fell apart. And then I lost hope for a really long time.
1: Oh. And
0: then like I feel like now I'm doing it the second time around. Like I have the fixer upper house, I have the husband, I have the dog, and I'm just so terrified this oh. time around. Like I'm just like so afraid to like believe that it's real. Oh, <laughs> you shit. know what I mean? Which I mean it's good to be more realistic about it, for right. sure. But like, I've definitely gone too far in the other direction where I'm just like, this is going to blow up any second. Uh, you know, like I'm carrying like a ticking package uh,
1: around with me. It's so funny that you say that like you're doing it the second time you're scared. Yeah. This is a weird comparison, but Katy Perry's new song? <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry's new song is called Never Worn White because she was married before to Russell Brand. Yes. And she wore a uh, dove gray wedding dress mm-hmm. so she wrote this song about like I really want to commit but I'm terrified because it didn't work out the first time and I'm like doing it the second time now yeah. and like I love you so much but I'm scared like it's just an interesting song because it's yeah, kind of the I same kind of idea now, you should yeah. listen to the lyrics like it's a beautiful song like it's it's actually like a great love song because it's honest Yes, it's talking about fear yeah. um and like, which is what love is in your 30s <laughs> like, that's See, and me like that's, that's so weird that you say that because like I've, and I'm making a statement. This is my official statement on the podcast. I don't want to like anyone for a long time. I've decided, and it's as a love addict, that's a huge thing to say Mm because I could, there's so many people I could like. Yes. Um, And I'm not going to because I've given my heart far too easily to guys that I'm not even dating, guys that don't feel the same. Yeah. And I'm taking that fucking heart, which is awesome Mm -hmm. and great for other things yes (laughs) and i'm putting it in a really nice birdcage you know like (laughs) it's gonna be like locked up like in style like yeah Yeah, yeah. like in the penthouse yeah yeah (laughs) yeah she's gonna be locked up for a bit because i can't i don't know this last heartbreak i was just like i can't do this again like, yeah. the next time I get, like, heartbroken, I want it to be from an actual relationship. Like, yeah. an actual breakup, not someone who I loved and just didn't love me back. Yeah. Because when you go so long loving people who don't love you back, literally your heart is like, I think I'm done. Yeah. I just don't know if I want to feel this, like, and I love love. Like, I'm deep down such a romantic. Yeah, I, yeah, I can tell that. <laughs> and I want it so bad. And I know I deserve it. But it's i can't do it right now
0: yeah it's too banged up i've always like i've never really pined over somebody or had like a crush on somebody because i think it's a self-defense mechanism like the amount of time between me deciding i like somebody and me telling them is like 30 seconds really (laughs) like i just want to like i'm gonna tell you right now and if you don't feel the same i'm
1: gonna do it like (laughs) get rejected before i'm (laughs) invested no that's a great approach well it's It is great because you don't get in too deep then. It is but like it also
0: I'm into like really like nerdy dudes like really like low-key like opposite of me kind of people. So generally what happened in those situations is like I'd be like hey I like you and he'd be terrified (laughs) (laughs) and then he'd like avoid me for a while and then like a week later they come back and they're like hey so like were you were you serious? And I'm like, Yeah, dude.
1: And then and yeah. And like that's the thing. Actually I go for nerdy.
0: Yeah.
1: More chill guys. Well it's too. funny, when
0: I date women, like I like really like bossy, like strong borderline really? bitches. Oh, like boss bitches. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Yeah. But when I
0: date men, like I just really like that more like like hit up a D&D game and see who
1: is afraid to make eye contact with me. <laughs> I'm going <Interesting>. to hit that. <laughs> Holy shit cuz I always think of things. It's, there's this book and it's I've mentioned this book on the podcast before. There's a book called Getting to I Do, which is like an old self-help book from the 90s. It's a terrible title. Fucking terrible. Um, and it's kind of it's very heteronormative the way she talks about well, was relationships, yeah. but she talks about energy. And how it's masculine, feminine energy. It's not so much gender. It's energy. Yeah. And how a perfect relationship is the mixture of both. Yeah. So, like, you're either the feminine or the masculine in a relationship. Yeah. And you can't have both because it just wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So, I always mm-hmm. think about that where I'm yeah. like, I need masculine energy. Like, yeah. I'm very masculine, I would say, like, oh, we're like, in my career and my personality my friends like i'm yeah you're more aggressive yeah but in romantic situations i want to be the feminine Mm -hmm. like i need fair i need a someone to take control fair A bit. do you ever do do you think you know what you would be in a relationship if you're more I'm the masculine for sure. Really? I'm a yeah. dom, I need a sub. Yes. Sob. yes.
0: For sure. I can totally see you as a dom. <laughs> like yeah. literally see oh, you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 like I can picture it right now and I love it. <laughs> That's so I find it so fascinating I like relationships and how that all works and
0: yeah, Dynamics. and like sometimes, like with my partner, like we're so different that I'm like, how the
1: fuck does this work? Yeah. You know, like this is so
0: weird. Like, how did these two people end up together? And that's exactly why we ended up together right. is because we are so different.
1: You are so different. Yeah. <laughs> we're like ying and yang, like really, like. And it's weird when you see because like I, I will see couples from time to time where I'm just like, holy shit! Like this guy says nothing. Like he's so quiet. Yeah, and he's with this girl who's like this. Like, really talkative, chatty, Oco. Okay. That's and, us. <laughs> and, and that's what I am, too. And I'm just like, I think I need someone who's not quite my exact opposite, but, like, still less than. Yeah. <laughs> less than me. Like, <laughs> But I need you to talk a bit, because quiet guys, I, I can't get turned on by a quiet dude.
0: Fair enough. Well, and a lot of female comics struggle with, like, they don't want to date a guy funnier than them. (laughs)
1: Like, fuck off with that shit. Okay, I have a question (laughs) to ask you. I ask a lot of female comedians this. Dating other comedians. Yay or nay?
0: (sighs) I think it's... State your case. I think it gets too messy too easily. Yeah. I think that it's not something you should seek out. Right. But I think if you have a connection with somebody, you have a connection with somebody. You know, Yeah. Like, they say, like, what, like... 40% 40% of people or more than that meet their spouse at work. Like, we see each other all the time. Statistically, some of us are going to bang. <laughs> like, That's very true. So why would it be different in comedy? Yeah, exactly. Like, And I think because we talk so much about ourselves and much of comedy is talking about relationships and sex, that that does add an additional layer. It does. But that doesn't mean you can't make it work.
1: I so. would agree. I don't like people who are just like, no, you can't do it. I'm like... Uh there's a lot of advantages to doing that. Like, you have someone who kind of understands you, understands the lifestyle, yes. um, appreciates it, and you could probably set boundaries with yeah. within that relationship to, like, keep well, it... Well, and I
0: think there's also, like, a sexist angle when people say, like, you shouldn't date comics. I think it's... Part of it is people trying to be, like, well, you can't... Like, a female comic can't can, be flirty and also expect to be respected. Right. And, like, that's bullshit. Wow, I hate that. And, like, I wouldn't say that's prevalent, particularly in Halifax. Like, Halifax is great yeah. for gender equality in yeah. comedy. Like, well done, Halifax. Mm-hmm. But, like, in other places that I've seen it and just, yeah. like, as a general, like, social media kind of thing, I think that's definitely part of it.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think there still should be more female, com- like, what, like there should be still be more women trying comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know what, the, we. the I think we had this talk right before your live show about women in comedy and yeah. what the why we think there's a weird barrier to entry there. Yeah. Um, um, which is interesting to me because you see a ladies' night at Oasis and you go, holy shit! Yeah, where were you? Whoa! And then you don't usually see, I would say, half of those women until the next ladies' night. Yeah. And uh, it's, I think, just fucking do more mics. Keep coming out. Yeah, well, and ride the roller coaster.
0: Obviously, everybody is different and, like... Nobody is, like, one gender completely or the other, but, like, what I've kind of noticed is women tend to like to do a lot of the work off of the stage. Like, get together and write and, like, study comedy and, like, you know, sit down with a notebook, whereas, like, a lot of the guys are just, like, Mike, 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 Mike. And And they might not
1: have the actual quality material, but they're getting up there and getting stage presence
0: yeah. And I think they're yeah. both equally valid. Ideally, yeah. you would do both. But most of us have to have full-time jobs, so you can't. But, yeah. like, I, yeah, ideally you do both. And, like, one's not more valid than the other. But it is harder to build a name for yourself if you're, most of the work you're doing is behind the scenes.
1: Right. Right? Like, if That's people aren't seeing your face
0: and your name, you might be... Getting miles better every week, but yeah. like
1: until you go back out there, nobody's gonna. No one that. will know it. Yeah, interesting. That's such a good point. I I hadn't even thought of it that way. Like that, they like they do more behind the scenes work. Yeah, well, it, but also and, very true for women in general. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, like yeah. politicians' wives. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's just kind of how the world works. Still, unfortunately, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. frigg. what? Um, how did you? I hate asking this stereotypical question, but how did you get in? What was your start? What made you decide to do comedy
0: um well i after my divorce took off to new zealand because i was just like fuck this did like, you do an eat pray love, love
1: moment like where you're just well, like well, I, I need to go on a trip
0: before that came out, but yeah, oh, yeah i was like literally what is the furthest place i can go and they were oh, like my. new zealand and i was like cool bye really so, like yeah got rid of everything like i went to the women's shelter
1: literally with three car loads <sighs> of just shit i gave away everything shut the fuck up so you just had this moment of I'm starting over yeah so was this trip meant to be a new beginning or was it like a palate cleanser like were you did you want to do an adventure just to like kind of have fun and get like get out of your life or were you moving to New Zealand to make a life there
0: I didn't really know I was gonna figure that out when I got there that's so crazy (laughs) yeah like I didn't know if I was just gonna continue traveling country to country every year if I was gonna settle down there if I was gonna come back like I really had no plan no idea And then I ended up falling in with this backpackers group, and one of the girls was a comedian from L.A. She, like, actually went to comedy school, and I went to one of her shows, and she was freaking hilarious Mm. like she's just this little thing she looks exactly like dora the explorer (laughs) and she was like talking about like getting face fucked and all this stuff
1: (laughs) what an image
0: (laughs) like i'll never forget she took the mic and like dangled it in front of her face and she was like shut up and hit me with your cup (laughs) oh my god Um, and then, so I started kind of hanging around the comedy scene, and then there was this girl that I was very interested in, and I was like, I can't just, like, creepily hang out around you, so I guess I'll pretend that I'm into comedy. So, like i did it like intentionally to try to impress her shut up um and I, i'll never forget the night of my first set i got off stage and as i was getting off a guy was asking her out and i was just oh. like ah. <laughs> what was the show like was it a big show or like um like it was a basement bar show but it was the hostels came to the shows and oh, the, like because okay. it was very popular with Backpackers, so there was mm-hmm. like twenty audience members, which is like I mean, decent hey, for comedy. Yeah. yeah, I would say, yeah. And yeah, it was a really fun show, and like I did really, really well. I think because I was people that I knew, and it was a bar that I went to it was also a gay bar, and this was before I was out, and like they were like. Trying to like push me out that little closet because it was were they really yeah well I, I thought I was being so subtle about my crush on this girl and everybody was like no <laughs> like you're so
1: obvious <laughs> what <laughs> what what are your telltale signs that you're like into somebody um like initiating a conversation and then getting nervous and walking away. <laughs> Ding, ding. If my bell was here, I would ding it. Yeah. Oh, I feel that hard. You go in all out, and then you're like, I had no plan for yeah. after this. Bye. <laughs> and telling like my one good story, and then being like, I'll come back when I think of something else <laughs> impressive. <laughs> that's so funny well
0: it is funny because we ended up hooking up months later oh really yeah um because she she ended up dating that guy for quite a bit and then he went back home to the uk and then he cheated on her and then it was a whole thing (gasps) holy shit yeah is a movie (laughs) like just the
1: idea that you did your first stand-up set you had your eyes on her and then you walk off like that image of you walking off stage and seeing her like with another guy and that like heart in the stomach moment yeah and then to know that like months later you hooked hooked up yeah that's like, so cool it, <laughs> that's it, it, it is like a script <laughs> i, mean, I want to watch this movie yeah tonight. but she's still
0: the stand up she's very very really? good at it yeah oh she's, she's released some stuff recently she's very good and what's the scene in new zealand like for comedy very collaborative yeah very supportive very collaborative um it's so funny like i did so well there because everybody was like, "Your accent is so sexy," and I'm like, "Really? Are you sure? <laughs> Are
1: you, it's just different. That's yeah. why you think it's sexy." Well, and I'd just
0: be like, "Ice hockey," and they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like "Ice hockey." Well, Yeah, it was very easy for me there because I was different and I stood out immediately. Right. And then when I came back and I tried to do comedy in Calgary, and I was like, "Cool." I look like every other girl here. Right. (laughs) And sound like every other girl. There was actually a girl that I used to get confused for who was actually my partner's ex. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Because, like, we both had, like, just dressed in bright colors, had, like, a dirty sense of humor. Yeah. And we're doing the same open mics.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Were you intimidated by her? Um, yeah. 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 So we were talking also before this about Mm -hmm. being intimidated by other females and how we deal with that. And... I'm, it's definitely an issue for me. I've gone to psychic readings where they're like, you don't like other women. Like, you have issues with other women. And I'm like, man, like, I feel like I'm a girl's girl. Like, I yeah, feel like I'm yeah. such a, like, I, like, love supporting my female friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do get intimidated, it's this really weird, I used to, like, be really reactive to it and, like, you know, kind of mean about it. But now I have to make this effort to be like, no. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Well, support. (laughs) You're intimidated by someone. Ask them out for coffee. Learn about how they did it. Yeah, because
0: they're probably killing it, and that's why you're feeling that And that's the
1: biggest piece of advice that I would give any woman who feels less than because of another woman, rather than not liking her for it or going to a negative space in your mind where you're like, I'm not fucking good enough. I'm a piece of shit. Look, she's killing it. Like, look how much better she is. Ask her for coffee. Yeah learn learn well, learn time, time. Ooh, when i time. first
0: saw you i was like "Who the fuck is this Because yeah. you just like waltzed right into the comedy club sat down with the comics and just like started unpacking your equipment and i was like who the fuck is this <laughs> and then i listened to a couple of your podcasts and i was like oh like she's quite charming like she's she's good like i can understand why she was sitting with the comics now it all makes sense And then when I was coming over to record the first podcast we did together, I said to my husband, I was like, I'm really nervous. And he was like, about like being on mic. And I was like, no, that's fine. I'm like nervous to like hang out with Sarah. He's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. She's skinny. She has a podcast. I don't know. (laughs) But it's so weird because like now we're friends and it's just like, and then like the first real conversation we had, you were like, I am so self-conscious. And I was like, thank fuck.
1: (laughs) And you sent me such a nice, well, okay. Well, there's two things here. Because- it's, the body thing is, it's so funny that you said skinny, because I do not consider myself skinny. You're
0: skinnier than but me. But
1: we, but we've talked about yeah. the body image issues thing and how deeply personal it is and how yeah. fucking terrible it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta admit, guys, like, I'm, I am feel comfortable with you, so I'll say this. Like, I went through, re- like, the month leading up to the live show, I was really, like, hating everything, really nervous, like... Oh, I'm doing this show. I'm going to be on stage. Like, everyone's going to be looking at me. Like, I legit, like... Said I was intermittent fasting, but it was, like... Start with yourself a little bit. It was, like, legit probably some disordered eating happening there. And I recognized that it was. And so, like, I'm not doing that anymore. Good. But I realized that I had a problem when I would skip a meal and I would go, yes! Yeah. And it was nervous. this weird, like, reward system yeah. in my brain. And you're like, no, no, no. no and my don't. brain went, you just scored a point. You skipped a meal. And I just went, this is insane. What are you doing? Yeah. Stop and literally like all that did was made me like after i kind of bro- like you know was done with the live show i literally ate so much shit i overate mm-hmm. like it was this really weird like i deprived myself so much and so now i'm just gonna eat all the pizza yeah and all the ice cream starve and binge and i and was I just like a lot fuck. of women do that it's, yeah. it's, it was so insane and like it's one of those things that i have to like I have to just remind myself, eat food. Eat fucking food. You're hungry. You love eating. You love the way you feel when you eat. Why are you eating? Because you're not going to lose, like, I'm not going to lose 20 pounds. No. Tomorrow. Exactly. And that was the thing, too, for
0: our show, like, because... I took my titties out. Like, yes, you did. I showed a lot more of my body than I normally do and yeah. I was really self-conscious about that as well. And I had to just be like, look, this is what your body looks like. It's not going to look any different by the show. Like just this yeah. is what
1: you have to work with. That's it's, deal with it. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, I think people are saying rather than saying body positivity, it's body acceptance. Yes. So you might not, like, fully love it. Yeah. But you need to accept it. And Demi Lovato said this, too, because she's been through some fucking lots of eating disorders and stuff. I'd love to do a whole episode about eating disorders just because, like, what I experienced recently was probably the closest I've ever came to Mm -hmm. what I would consider that. Um, And that was just me going... And I snapped myself out of it really quick. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I won't go back there. But it's but no hard when you're... you can do that, you know? It's hard when you're... And it's hard when you're a performer. And yes. you, and then you see pictures of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you see... Or you see video footage. And then you have to be faced with it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I hate this. Yeah. But it's so interesting to me that you were... T- like, that you were nervous to come talk to me. Because it's like, when I saw you on stage, I was just like, I wish... Like, that... I wish I could do that. Because <laughs> that, to me was confidence yeah because you were not only like were you like looking amazing i still have pictures by the way i have to send you nice um but like you were having fun yeah that was the coolest thing about it you looked like you were having a good time well that's so funny the things that we notice in other women that we have right? not seen ourselves this is, the, this is what this episode
0: is <laughs> about yeah. we're both just like ah yeah. i love you yeah. i love you
1: <laughs> yeah no but it's insane and but we have to reckon we have to remember that yeah and 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 stop assuming that we're less automatically less than.
0: Yeah, and I've started doing this thing where I'm beating myself up to just be like, okay, if a friend of yours did this, what would you say to her? Be would best. you be like, hey, you're a fucking dumbass, or would you be like, hey, like you know, like you screwed up, but like still believe in you, you're fine.
1: Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we are way more mean to ourselves than yeah. we are to like our friends. Yeah and it's it's uh the negative self talk oof yeah it's real
0: bad yeah and I've been going to therapy for the past few months oh, and it's been really really good and I've had therapists in the past that just like want to talk about my childhood and like mm. d- deep dive into like my psychological issues and then they're like surprise you have abandonment issues and I'm like bitch I know that
1: <laughs> <laughs> tell me something I don't know yeah so like this
0: therapist was very like solution focused and like oh, I love that. more like exercises and like reframing and stuff like that Um, so like I've been working a lot at just being reframing things and Reframe. it seemed really really silly and dumb when i first started doing it but it honestly does help right because i i'm the worst for like handing my husband like a plate of dinner and being like hope this doesn't suck or just Aww. being like can i get your opinion on this i hope it's not terrible and just yeah. like reframing that framing that to be like i hope you enjoy this uh let me know if you think this is good you know just <sighs> those little things because little they really
1: things. add up and like how you actually talk yeah. And phrase things. Yeah. Using, um like, I even did it on stage at the live show, and Robbie called me out on stage for it. He's like, stop saying, that. like, I think I said something like, I think this is a great, gonna be a great show. And Robbie's like, it is gonna be a great show. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just like little things like that. And like, I remember being in that moment and being like, like, cause Matt Baker was like, you just gotta be, like, you gotta fake it till you make it. Like, just yeah. be confident, mm-hmm. even if you're not. And I'm like, Especially as a host. I agree with that, but I also, like, in my mind, I'm like, if people are there and they've listened to the show and they know that I'm vulnerable, I have a lot of insecurities, like, I'm just gonna be that on stage Mm, because that's the person that they know. Yeah. They know me as having a lot of insecurities. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really, do you find that being open? About your insecurities is, like, a good thing or a bad thing.
0: I think it's a great thing. Yeah. I think that it makes you more human. I think that it helps friendships build. Yeah. And I think it makes you be at peace with them or at least face them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I used to just pretend that I was confident. And maybe there's some merit to that because you give off a very confident vibe. But, like, I never felt authentic.
1: Yeah. And I think I value authenticity. authenticity more (laughs) yeah i think i do Mm -hmm. like i I think i'd rather be like actually true to myself than than fake it faking it feels weird to me
0: yeah and like i've had people tell me that i'm too honest or i'm too blunt but like fuck that like if who the fuck fuck tells you that oh just brandos and stuff like acquaintances but it's like you know what if i'd rather put that out in the world and then if you want to be my friend or you want to be in my life you already know that you know who i am yeah like i'd rather that than just like i feel like sometimes i go to a party and like I, there's a bunch of bodies and they're all the same person you know right. what I mean? because nobody's really showing any of themselves
1: i would agree I would fucking agree,
0: and that drives me crazy. Like, just like, even if you're fucked up or you have insecurities or whatever, like, just give me something.
1: <laughs> I know, and I am very known to like. I love skipping small talk with people, yeah. <laughs> which is why your podcast is successful. Yeah. Is because yeah, it's it's just getting right to it. It's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. What's your what's your mental illness? <laughs> what's your trauma? Because it's weird. Like when I started being really open. And honest about shit, I start losing friends, mm-hmm. and it's weird because I've gained friends. Yes, but I've different I've Lost some too. Yeah, yeah, me too. And that's a hard like friendship. Give me a romantic breakup any day. A friendship breakup is way harder. I think personally depends. Yeah, it depends. Yes. What when, when that person is both?
0: Yeah, that's when Ooh, it's when it's your best friend over, and your lover. Like,
1: geez. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, cuz then you have to get over them in two separate ways. You got to get over like the romantic aspect yes. and then you also have to get get over the friendship. Yeah. And I usually for me it's like I always get over the romantic part first mm-hmm. and then I just fucking miss the person.
0: Yeah. Like
1: like their presence, like yeah. talking to them and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh it's tough cuz it's like a part of me wants to like try to make amends with people. Yeah. Cuz I miss them. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But and at the same time you're like there's
0: a reason why we're not talking. Yeah. One I mean like it's no secret that I have mommy issues and sometimes really? people will be like I have
1: mommy issues too yeah.
0: I haven't seen her well I saw her at my brother's wedding and that was the first time in many many years and like people have said to me like you should try to like now that you're an adult like reconnect with your mom and I'm like she treats me like shit and she makes me feel awful like I don't hate her I don't think she's a monster she's a person who did the best she can which was not very good <laughs> but right. like I don't want to waste time hating her, but at the same time, I'm not going to put myself through that when I know there's nothing in it for me. Ooh, you know, that's, like... That's good, though, that you realize
1: that. Yeah,
0: like, it's just... I don't...
1: Your mummy issues seem way worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, I just have a mom that's really judgmental and uh, probably is why I think I'm fat all the time. But yeah, no, I've, I've seen her way more than you. <laughs> thought like, I see her all the time. But that's hard, but. too.
0: And I, I almost think... That's a different kind of heart. It's a different kind of heart. If you do have, like, a good relationship with your mom, and then you're always seeking her approval, that's completely different. Because, like, with my mom, I don't give a fuck if she approves of me. Right. It's almost like I would revel in failing just to be like, look at what a bad job you did. (laughs) 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 Like, this is your fault. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, I make a joke in stand-ups saying that... um, the level of disappointment that my mother has in me has cost me hundreds of dollars in pink hair dye. And she does (gasps) genuinely hate this. Ah! It's kind of like a little bit of an act of like rebellion
1: a little bit. But also it looks so good on you. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, I love that. I like
0: started doing bright colors way before they were trendy and I did like that red that you can get away with in the office. Oh yeah. And then okay. I just started What's going brighter, 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 brighter. And now I just uh, there's no going back. Like when it starts to fade, I'm like, who who this, who, like <laughs> who's this person? Yeah. This is and like the I color I feel of so your soul. Much better. Yeah. Well and it's, it's, it's the buy pride flag, it's which is bi part bi of it. Pride flag. But like, also, I just I feel more comfortable when I'm colorful. I don't know oh, why. Oh,
1: I love that. That's a great quote. <laughs> comfortable color. I, I I like. Uh, I feel most comfortable in neon. Like yes. when I wear like a neon color, yeah. I'm like, yeah, something. My chakra changed yeah, when I put this on. I'm rocking
0: this. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, love,
1: yeah. That. I yeah. love neon. When did you back to the buy thing? When did that? So you said that you went to New Zealand. You weren't quite out. Yes. So when did you start kind of realizing that that might be a thing for you? Um, when
0: I met that com- comedian. Was, thriller, was it
1: oh, that yeah. moment, like that yeah. kind of era? Yeah. Interesting. Um,
0: and it's funny because by the end of my time in New Zealand, I was like pretty comfortably out. I was talking about it, doing stand up, all that kind of stuff. And I came back home and I kind of forgot that I didn't come out to anybody. Oh. And- <laughs> <laughs> we were out at the bar. It was like my birthday, like a month later um or no it wasn't even my birthday it was like my coming home party or something like it was very fresh afterwards and my friends got me very drunk because they hadn't seen me in a year and i just started making out with this girl at the bar And they were all like um Uh, (laughs) uh, what, what what happened and they like ended up pulling me off of her and being like hey like this girl wants to take you home like we didn't know if we should let her like are you just really drunk like what's going on and i had to be like oh i forgot to tell you
1: Oh, my God. I can only imagine what those friends were
0: saying. <laughs> they're like, oh, no, too much vodka. And I'm just like, eh,
1: not good." So did you, when you, what was the coming out process like for you? Um,
0: well, after that, um, that was kind of like my close friends. And then... A few months later, um, I started working at the theater, and I met a lot more queer people. I started building, like, my queer circle, and then I started my YouTube channel, Not-So-Straight Talk, and I didn't think anybody would watch it, right? So I came out on that, and I just... I wasn't like, my name is Alvin, I'm bisexual, but I just started, like, talking about it. Really, is it still up? Ah, uh, no. And that's a whole other story. But I didn't think anybody would watch it. And yeah. then I woke up in the morning and it had, like, hundreds of views. And Whoa. my family members were like, what the fuck? And I was just like, uh oh. meant So you know, did like, they find it? Yeah, like... They found the video? Yeah, like, a lot of, a lot of people I did not think would see it. Like, my high th- school friends and, like... Did it have yeah. your real name attached to it? Well, it had Alva Marie Sparkles, but that's close enough that... Right. Like, Alva had a pretty your... uncommon first name. Like, they knew it was me. Oh
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> so you kind of put it out. It's interesting, um, the idea of um, uh, YouTube and content creation and yeah. how... I was trying to explain this to, to a friend recently because I kind of told myself that I might try to, like, go off social media and... I'm met with a lot of doubt, which is understandable because I'm addicted to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was talking about how when you're kind of going through things and you might not have like a close friend to really like connect with, the Internet becomes your friend in a weird fucking way because you find
0: other people who are going through similar things and then you share the love and then you feel weirdly connected to these people you've never met, even though you're disconnected, like Mm -hmm. you're.
1: You're connected, but disconnected.
0: Yeah. Well, with the buy thing, like, I think I kind of just forgot to keep pretending. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it was That's just natural, like, yeah. yeah, like, I was just like, I got comfortable enough with myself that I just, like, started acting like myself. Right. And, like, so much has come out of that. Like right. the fact that I did a burlesque show shocked everybody I went to high school with. Like I used to be such a prude. I slut shamed women all what? the time. Yeah, Whoa. I was awful because like I didn't want to face that. The reason why it was uncomfortable with women being sexual and you know because you wanted sorry. to be that. Yeah, is because I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm both jealous and attracted <gasps> to you, and oh. I don't like these feelings, so I'm just gonna be real mean to you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So like it was very much. A show of growth for me, I think. Holy shit! Like going from that and like having qu- queer shows. Like I've done a number of pride shows as well, and just like I feel like stand up for me has really become a way to like help me be myself.
1: Aw. Oh and God. then it kind of
0: like trickles down to my real life, right? Um, because once you say it on stage, it's hard to hide it. The
1: rest yeah. of the time, you know, it's, it's out there. <laughs> like, yeah. You say like you say it out loud. You put it out there. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's so interesting to me that you were so different like back in high yeah. school and stuff. Ah uh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Like so could you, you s-
0: imagine me being like a slut shamer?
1: No. <laughs> like not at all. Wow. That's cool. Cr- but I mean I was kinda prudish too. Mm. I didn't drink until until I was like just before I turned uh, nineteen. Really? Yeah, oh, I no. I was very much so like <laughs> I don't need to drink to have fun. <laughs> I can listen to Much Dance 2000 and uh drink Pepsi. <laughs> uh, I started drinking real young. Uh, did you really when Oh, oh yeah. when Um, I think I was about, like,
0: 12, maybe? Holy shit! Me and one of my brothers (laughs) went and saw my two sisters in Edmonton. We took a bus by ourselves, which I now realize was also kind of fucked up. And we got there. Holy fuck, at 12? (laughs) Jesus! (laughs) And they were acting really, really weird. And they were like, we got you some juice. And we're like, okay, thanks, I guess. Chug, chug, chug. Yeah, and we sat down. And they, like, served us dinner, and they're like, here's your juice. Drink it slow. And we're like, okay. And I remember I was sitting there, and they had this painting of a wolf. And all of a sudden, the wolf was just, like, blurry. And we were like, ooh. (laughs) 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 And then um, one of my older brothers, who's older than these two sisters, came. And he was so mad at them for getting us drunk. And he threw a huge fit. Do you remember it tasting like booze? No, I think it was, like a off ice or something oh, okay, like, like really, a really sugary
1: like a sugary cooler yeah. oh yeah. my god did you get sick do you remember no i didn't yeah. puke or anything yeah.
0: but like but i was definitely it. real weird like me and my brother were just like pushing each other and then like falling over
1: and laughing and then getting up and pushing each other <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> and then did you continue to drink like underage or did oh, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> most oh, wow. people did that's the thing like i say it. i'm like yeah most people have these like early experiences with booze I was just like such a goody two shoes back then. Yeah. So, so weird. And now here I am with a podcast. <laughs> You're catching up. <laughs> been drinking. What kind of. OK, so I've, I don't know if you and I have ever been drunk together. Have we? No. Not drunk drunk. No. What kind of drunk are you? Uh, cuddly. Cuddly
0: really totally as fuck yeah. I'm very very physically affectionate when I'm drunk I love that Um, and that's also kind of th- one of the things that's gotten harder for me when I as I'm getting older and I think that's part of like my turning 30 conniption is because like when I was 23 and a size 0 and a redhead people loved yeah. to get me drunk and get me all over them and all that kind of stuff and now right. people are like you should stop touching people. <laughs> oh. You know, like it's definitely a different vibe and part of that is because I'm also in a committed relationship and people are like should you really enjoy like
1: this? Right. But I
0: mean like it's not sexual. No. It's not a sexual thing. Like I just want to like hug you and maybe give you a kiss on the cheek but I don't want to like fuck anybody. It's just you're going like to have I'm- a
1: harder time with that now with the coronavirus going around. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. think it was hard that, that you thought it was hard before? Girl, yeah. you're going to have trouble now. <laughs> the world world's insane right now oh it's so
0: weird it's insane well, right I'm like, now how many of these viruses have we been through yeah and they're always blown out of proportion and yes we should be careful yes but at the same time like it's hysteria
1: yeah it is i keep getting emails from like i got an email i just got an email before you came over from cineplex being like our our approach to the coronavirus like talking about what they're doing at theaters and it, when i got the email i was like if the theaters are closing it's the world's ending. Like we're yeah. like, like like theaters stay open at Christmas time. They stay open during snowstorms like they never close. Yeah. If the theaters start closing, we're fucked. Yeah. But they were just talking about like, oh, like here are the precautions. like here are what we're here's what we're doing to like yeah. I'm like that's fair, but like holy smokes. Well, cuz I Everyone's think Everyone's going nuts here. And I think it's
0: less about like the company CEO is being legitimately worried about spreading the disease and more just like calming hysteria.
1: Yeah, like like we have to do it to like calm, everybody.
0: Good news is flights are super fucking cheap right now.
1: Are they real? I hadn't even... That's such a good idea. Let's go go back to New Zealand. Yeah, let's go. Oh my god, I'd love to go to New Zealand.
0: It's wonderful. Like, I would love to go back there to retire. Like, it's wonderful.
1: Ooh, so now you're picturing your future. Yeah, you oh, said you there we go. You said you couldn't picture it, but...
0: Mm, yeah, so palm, throw some palm trees in there and I'm good to go. Are you
1: someone who, like, is traveling like around like a big priority for you do you think or
0: it used to be but then like honestly after i met my partner i was like this is cool yeah <laughs> I'll just stay here with you
1: <laughs> yeah especially now that you have the house yeah that's a huge thing the host thing is interesting i keep thinking about houses lately i've been starting like look at houses mm-hmm. and just be like maybe one day because you know like you have a house adrian has a house mm-hmm. i was talking to my friend Vern shout out Vern he listens to most episodes so shout out to Vern um my friend Vern who like has inspired me so much because he like paid down his debt and he's like now thinking about buying a house not like jumping into it but he's like you know in the next year I might buy one I was just like this gives me hope because you're a single person who like somehow you know you got your shit together yeah I know you're saving for a house like I just can't fathom that level of having your shit together. But that's the thing I don't.
0: My partner does. And like we honestly we struggle with this so much because he makes so much more than I do. Like four times as much as I do. Right. But like I'm a very like feminist person I guess. Like I'm just like I need to contribute. Like I'm not getting a free ride here. Right. Like I pay a lump sum of the mortgage every month. It's not quite half, but it's, you but know, it should be half. Yeah, because there's, yeah. Yeah. But, like, he recently bought a pasta maker, which is, like, I saw that. 450 bucks, ah! usually, and he got it on sale, but it was probably still, like, 200 bucks. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, can I afford bus tickets? And uh, it's just, like, this weird disconnect in our relationship. That
1: would be challenging. Yeah,
0: and, like, I've dated, a, actually, a lot of men who were financially well off because i think they're very drawn to the fact that i don't want them to pay for my shit
1: you know right like
0: if you want to impress a rich guy offer to pay for dinner (laughs) like because they're so sick of girls just like wanting to go out with them and being like buy me your earrings you know
1: (laughs) by the way your baby voice (laughs) is like my favorite like when you do the baby voice joke that's my favorite joke of yours i i literally cannot help but laugh when you i can you do it for us right now can you a dirty little troll. <laughs> <laughs> I it's so we we're talking today all enough at work about sugar daddies um and just the idea of like like you know letting a guy spoil you and like all this. And I'm just like, I find it so icky. Yeah. There's something icky and not hot about it. It's just
0: prostituting. <laughs> like, there should be more, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't necessarily need a partner, obviously, that is in the same financial boat as myself. But, like, I do need to feel like I'm being useful. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah and, I, and women, I mean, we, we put out so so much emotional labor, we should start charging for that yeah. dollar amount like oh well i only paid this much for rent but look at all the emotional labor i did yeah, That's we should start invoicing for that <laughs> <laughs> putting dollar amounts on the emotional labor i got, got you to cry for the first time in five years so that's four hundred dollars ah! <laughs> do you like oh do you like it when a guy cries um Yes. Be honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. Like I definitely don't find it a turn off or anything. I think that if it's a legitimate vulnerable moment and a guy cries, like yeah. like that's good shit.
1: I, I think I breathe a sigh of relief when it happens. Yeah. Because I just go, Okay, well at least you're in tune with something. Yeah, like at least you're a people. <laughs> right? You're something in there. Yeah. Are you someone who cries a lot? Oh, I am faucet. Yeah. Me I am too. ridiculous. Well we cried together. Yes. At Oasis. Do you yes. remember that? Yes. <laughs> Event stress to the max. Yeah. Both me and Alva just, our shows are going to be terrible. That was going to come. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're so weird. Meanwhile, we just, like, pulled off two amazing shows. Yeah, but
0: not, neither of us got ticket sales to, like, the last minute, and it was so stressful.
1: Yeah. Insane stressful. Yeah. And then, like, there's, I mean, and then I thought, holy shit, there's people who do shows that don't even do advance tickets. Yeah. How do you have the balls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, but for both of our shows too, like we did invest a lot more than yeah. like the average stand-up show. There I would a agree. A lot of a lot of them are just like show up. Here's your mic stand. Let's go. Like we had yeah. light text. We had sound text. We had you know a lot panels. of promotion. Yeah, we had like different types of performers. Like mm-hmm. throwing together. I don't want to say throwing together a comedy show is easy, but you can do one simple is simple yeah, yeah you can yeah yeah
1: and and that's kind of what i took away from from mine being like ah, if i do it again it'll just be way less like yeah. way because le- like i had a friend ask me less like, is more tell me that you broke even and i just started laughing i was like you're that's hilarious no not at all <laughs> really <laughs> no no what i spent was way more than what i made we
0: like pretty much broke even
1: that's good yeah
0: i mean that that's the goal yeah and I mean I think especially for a first show, like most businesses lose in the first few years. Like that's mm-hmm. impressive that we broke even and I'm pretty but pleased. You with it.
1: should be fucking proud. Um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, back to the thirty thing. So you were talking about turning thirty and you like you said too, like my birthday gift to myself is investing in a show and doing this show. Yes, yeah. And that really speaks to who you are as somebody who, like, wants to entertain people. And, like, yeah. you, like you're like you doing it for you, but yes. it's also for so many other people, which yeah. I find so interesting.
0: Yeah, well, and I very much want to support female performers, yeah. queer performers, body-positive performers. You know? Yeah. And, like, I feel like... If people are willing to put effort into that, we need to support them.
1: Absolutely, and like show them and and I think the cool thing with what you do, did was like because you combined like mediums, would that be the word? You combine Genre. styles. Yeah, uh, you you combine comedy with burlesque. Like you're getting comedy fans seeing burlesque dancers for the first mm-hmm. time. You're getting burlesque dancers seeing comedians for the first time. And so you're like bringing the audiences together. And hopefully converting those to new people. Who are yeah, friends. that was that was the goal. Yeah, yeah I don't know how so successful cool. it was.
0: I hope it was successful, but we'll oh, be sending God. out a survey soon. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's a
1: good idea. Yeah, just to
0: like see like what parts people liked, what they didn't, like if they were came for one or the other, and if they enjoyed the other. Yeah, I'm very curious about that. I did have a friend who came and I think she just thought it was a stand-up show and then afterwards she was like I saw your titties I didn't think I was gonna see that much of you and I was like well you should have read the description
1: I gotta ask so how was that experience for you like what what was that like
0: um I had a lot of angst about it leading up to it um yeah like because I pretty consistently have body issues and I like go through these phases where I'm like I'm hot as shit and then literally 10 minutes later I'm like you're so ugly (sighs) and nothing has changed right and it felt so good while I was on stage like I didn't care when I was on the stage at all no um but then I thought afterwards that I would feel good about it and it would help my body issues but it's just intensified the roller coaster in both directions so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about it. I don't regret it by any means, but, uh, like, I, I thought that after I did it, I'd be like, cool, like, well, that's we're going to be comfortable with ourselves. See, that's yeah. the
1: thing, and that's the Instagram culture would lead you to believe, mm-hmm. as a woman, oh, if you do something like this, it's so empowering, and, oh, like, you're going to be so powerful, and the reality is, that's not always how it goes. Yeah. The reality is... It made things worse for you in some ways.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it made it both better and worse. Like, right. I, my moments where I'm like, you know, I'm, I, I'm a beautiful woman. The woman, female body is so beautiful. Like, those mm. moments are more intense too. Right. So, like, there is a lot to gain from it. But then also the moments where I'm like, I'm the so ugly nobody's ever gonna fuck me again <sighs> are also intensified. So I'm again because I
1: feel it so hard oh,
0: and like I had the cutest little pasties picked out for the show. Yeah. Um, and the day of because I ordered them online like an idiot. Um, they just they wouldn't stick at all. So I had to rig something else and it was like these like neutral colored like yes big, like almost like a I don't know and I wasn't sure how it was going to look right and like from the pictures, it just looked like I was just naked and somehow didn't have nipples.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it kind of did. It kind of did. I won't lie. And I'm like, still the no tits I feel about that. Great tits. Great tits, <laughs> yeah. Alva. Um, oh boy. Yeah, the idea of womanhood is mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. Yes. Um, and I, again. It's it's so funny to me because like I, I just think of women and I'm like yeah they see and it's all smoke and mirrors because I think every even the most confident woman that you see is probably still struggling yeah. with body image stuff and I don't know of the I don't know the solution to be honest I don't think I'm still trying to crack one. the code I think you just need to
0: hope that there's more positive moments than negative ones really.
1: Yeah, because where does, like, true confidence come from? Like, the people who are 100% comfortable in their body? Because I don't think I've been there in a long time. Like, yeah. I don't remember the last time where I felt, like, 100% yeah. truly comfortable.
0: Yeah. Well, and there was a phase in my life where I could throw on any outfit and just be like, whatever. Yeah, I can same. wear this. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to look good. Um, And that's definitely not where I am right now. And, like, I have gained a lot of weight since I moved to Nova Scotia. Like, just the lifestyle change that came with moving here has definitely plumped me up slowly and surely. So, like, uh, and it's just – but then I'm like, do I really want to put so much stock in that? Like, does it really friggin' matter? And I think sometimes when I, like, eat junk food, I'm like, it doesn't matter anyway.
1: Like, who needs to be skinny? (laughs) Fuck. That was me the week yeah. after the live yeah. show. I was just like, "I'm a yeah. cartoon character." <laughs> yeah, she was like, "I deserve this. I, I starved myself for two weeks." Ah. Yeah, like uh, it's yeah, it's really really hard. And I'm like looking actually right now. Like <laughs> I look at therapists. Like I'm looking for an apartment. Like I'm just like this one would be nice. And ooh, like because the therapist that I'm kind of looking for is. I need someone who can probably talk about body image stuff because mm-hmm. I mean this is obviously a new issue that like is kind of taking over my life more than um, it more than it yeah, used to. Like like cause I used to have at my most confident it would just be like every now and then I would feel shitty. Yeah. And now it's every now and then I feel good. Yeah. And like that's Yeah, like, I'm at the
0: point where, like, I avoid, like, my reflection if I'm, like, walking around and stuff. And, like, that's... I
1: feel that hard. Yeah oh yeah I hate that and then you're like and then you have to like come home and like finally face it when you like wash your face at night and you're like like, this is what I'm working with is this gonna be bad or good but yeah no I'm looking for a therapist right now and I'm like very specific in what I'm looking for I'm like okay gotta kind of deal with confidence and self esteem Yeah, but also sexual stuff cause that's a whole other weird situation mm. i like kind of self-diagnose myself with something recently okay and by that i mean i finally found a term for it what's what's this it's called like or orga- orgasm dysphoria is that okay one? i'm gonna actually look it up so what it is is it's feeling super sad after you come Huh. wow like... Wow. Yeah. No. I talked about this briefly on the Momgasm uh, podcast episode, because um, they have a sex podcast, so it was a- appropriate to talk about that mm. with them. But, like... This is a weird thing. Oh, no. It's po- post-coital dysphoria. Hmm. So, a lot of times, like, if you look it up, like, they talk about, like, sadness after sex. But I'm like, no, like, I'm not with a partner. I'm just masturbating. And then I literally burst into tears. Really? Almost instantly. Wow. Because I almost I'm the instantly. Opposite. Like really? if
0: I haven't had one in like a few days, I'll start crying for no reason. Really? You're the- yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And like You're the opposite and, issues. And like my <laughs> husband will be like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Nothing. I just need a cup." <laughs> and then he doesn't want to fuck me because I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, that's funny. Just to make the jokes somehow. <laughs> oh my god yeah no it's so weird like and i don't know and like that's the thing like when i'm looking for a therapist i'm like i need someone who can kind of tap into like sexual stuff because clearly clearly something's going on mentally where i'm not letting myself feel pleasure yeah and it's actually making the depression way worse yeah because i can't even have that moment of like oh that felt so good i'm just Mm. gonna lay here and bask yeah like you're
0: denying yourself yes yeah yeah, yeah. Do you think it's, it's like a, it's
1: I don't think I deserve this thing? Or it is could it? be. Yeah. And that's like really what I want to explore with a therapist. Mm. But like I need someone who's kind of specializes in sexual. Because yeah. I did have sexual trauma like a while ago. Um, but you know, I've had plenty of like healthier situations since then. But that doesn't but erase it. No, it certainly not. Sometimes doesn't. it buries it for a little bit. But. And I had that person message me recently the day before my birthday. That person sent me an Instagram message saying, Hey you. Hey you. Jesus. And hey you can be taken in so many different ways. It can be like or like, yeah, or hey, hey you, you. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't respond. But, like, that was, like, I was just, like, why? Why the day before my birthday? Why did you have to come back up block again?
0: Well, and sexual trauma is so hard to deal with because there's this part of you that wants to enjoy sex so bad, and then there's this other part that you just can't disconnect. Mm-hmm. And, like, I find, because I've had sexual trauma very, very, very long time ago, and... Like it will go away for like a while, sometimes like years. And yep. then it will just like pop out at yeah. me. An and I'm just like like a jack in the box and it's like yeah.
1: Where'd you come from? Why are you here now? Like Did you find so you said it happened like a, a while like how long ago we talked? Like then?
0: I was I was young. Really like young? I was like eleven, twelve years old. <sighs> yeah
1: fuck I'm sorry that's fucking ugh. Which is like a
0: whole different thing because that's also like when you're discovering sexuality too so it's like a
1: it was a very strong association for a long time you know. Oh boy that's that's fucking brutal. Do you find that it comes out when you hear stories, like you know, because now we're in this movement of like the Me Too movement, and, like we're mm-hmm. hearing about all, which this, is great. All the, which is great. But like, do you find that you are like triggered when you hear stories from, like, when people come out and speak out about things? Do you get yeah, triggered? Yeah, I get triggered,
0: yeah. but I also want to hear it anyway. Yeah, same. Like I'm gonna, I cry will listen to the, the whole, whole thing. Time. Same. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will listen to all of it. Yeah. The one that, um, which one was it? There was one in particular that really fucked me up. It might have been the like all the gymnastics. The Gymnastic Doctor, that one was brutal. I don't know. Like, it's, I mean, it's a fucked up world we're living in. But you're right. Like, I, it's great that it's coming out. But it is, it makes you deal with your own shit.
0: Yeah. And then you're like, I would rather forget about that. And that's what I've been doing a lot is just trying to, like, face my demons. Because I'm very much just like, here's a bag I'm going to put you in here. And right. And will just never
1: deal with you. Right. But there's a way you can deal with your demons that's, like, easy. Which is try to deal with them one at a time.
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm like, every time I have a day off, I'm like, what, we got to tackle today. (laughs) (laughs) But then I find, like, I get myself really down if I, like, have an assigned thing that I want to tackle. And it takes longer than I think it's going to. And then I'm like, you're just going to be fucked
1: up forever. You know? Like, I start, like, hating on myself. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I mean, you got to remind yourself, too. Like, you're literally trying the best. Your Mm -hmm. best. I say that to myself all the time. You're trying your best. Well, and at least your you're trying. At least you're trying. Like, do you know how many people just use all their shitty
0: trauma as an excuse to be shitty people?
1: <laughs> yeah. Or people who clearly have issues that don't realize they have issues, don't face those issues. Don't deal with them. Yeah. And, and then it
0: lands on everybody else in their life. Like, my biggest fear is that my issues will negatively impact other people in my life. Like, I right. want to deal with them for myself as well, but, like, more just, like, I don't want yeah. my friends to have to worry. I don't want my husband to have to worry. I don't want my coworkers to have to worry. I want to deal with my shit so they don't have to. You well, and
1: you made a status, like, kind of addressing friendships. Yes. And mm-hmm. how, like, you're dealing with some shit and, like, you might not be as present. Well, and I've had a really hard time
0: with friendship over the past, like, oh, year and a half. Um, Same. One of my very f- close friends... um, was killed what uh last october and i had a really hard time with it like i i was so depressed for a really long time and then sort of more recently another friend of mine was diagnosed with cancer and i was just like i i can't have friends die anymore (laughs) (laughs) no no thank you and i've like almost been like afraid to like make friends just like out of fear of like losing them you know what i mean which is
1: sorry that's crazy
0: and it's irrational. Like, it's not something that happens very often, right? Like, no, it's <laughs> like not. It's probably but that's... never going to happen again, but it's traumatizing.
1: Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, both those things are traumatizing. Yeah. That's, I had no idea. That's, oh my God, I can't imagine. I've never had anyone close to me die, and I grief is something that i'm totally unprepared for and i'm 33 mm. and i've never really dealt really? with with uh, my grandmother would be the closest mm-hmm. and that was like you know she was on the way out like she yeah. was literally on her
0: dying bed like i think yeah i think it's easier when an older person dies when it's somebody who's like young and she's younger than me oh my god and i think i think that's really tough oh my god yeah what? and like she had recently gotten engaged and it was just like like it was just it's it's objectively terrible.
1: <laughs> I yeah, and then and then you know us as women, we're always living in fear anyway. Yeah. Because we're scared of getting fucking raped and murdered, like, just walking in the street. Yeah. And then you have a close friend of you. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Yeah. Like, it added uh, to so many different kinds of fear in my life. Yeah. I can't. That, uh... D- so, are all these things things that you have been, like, dealing with in therapy? Like, do you talk to your therapist about all of these things? Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: Good. And, like, we don't spend hours going through every single one, but... My therapist is very good at being like, this is impacted by this. And just like making me realize the connection. Connection, everything. Um, And I think when I really started to like my therapist and like be like, yes, this is the right fit for me is because I told him I had a breakdown on Friday. And he was like, what did you do on Monday? And I was like, what? He was like, Monday morning when you got up, what did you do? And I was like. I don't see the connection. He's like, well, what do you usually do Monday morning? And I'm like, I get up, I make breakfast, I walk the dog, I take a shower, I do my makeup, I leave for work. He's like, okay, hey, what would you do this Monday? I was like, I woke up late, I had to take the dog for a quick pee, had to throw something on, didn't get to do my makeup, and he you was, was like, rushed
1: and anxious. Yeah, and yeah. he was
0: like, hmm. So do you think that continued through the week? And I was like, shit, you're good. You carried that energy
1: with you somehow. Yeah, like
0: he's very good at just being like, just taking me a step back and just being like, not everything is happening at once. It's you building these things on yourself that you really don't, like stacking it like Lego and you don't have to. Damn! Yeah, it was like um, <laughs> yeah, that's so- and and that's what you were saying was just like dealing with your demons one at a time. Yeah, because one at a time. it's so overwhelming. But really, and the other thing is like our feelings aren't really doing anything to us. Like they're no. nothing physical, and you just gotta like recognize them for what they are. Exactly, that's actually such a good point. But it's so much easier said than done. <laughs> so
1: much easier said than done. But like like even just and it's hard to have total control over your feelings, but having that mind control of just like i'm feeling this this is the Mm -hmm. thing that's happening it's not going to be forever like it's not going to be forever yeah but that that's hard when Uh, you're going through heartbreak it feels like forever
0: yeah and then like one thing i told myself over and over again is like the worst part isn't the only part (laughs) the worst part isn't the only part Yeah, Yeah. yeah and uh another thing that my therapist has had me do lately is because i'm very bad for just being like i'm always fucking everything up And he had me write out just, like, objectively what actually happened. Yeah. Versus, like, I screwed up and missed my bus. I screwed up and did this. Just, like, write out what happened.
1: And how bad does it actually look when it's, like, actually just a list of things? Right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, I'm actually really bad for that, too. And being, what, are, do you consider yourself a self-deprecating person? Oh, yes. Yeah? Absolutely. So do you think that there is a way to be self-deprecating that's healthy? That wouldn't. Because, like, I'm pretty self deprecating too. But you can, I can tell when it's truth or when I'm. Yeah. And when it's humor. It's
0: it's good to be realistic and it's good to be self reflective. Yes. And I feel like that always comes before the self deprecation. Or should. So if you can cut that last little
1: step, I think it's very healthy. Right. Like, I've never been able to. It's hard. It's hard to, to kinda of separate the two.
0: Yeah, and I wanna be realistic and I don't want to be one of those people that just thinks I'm the shit and never works on myself either, right?
1: Yeah. I think if I was if I was to choose between the person I am and or someone with like blind confidence that's totally unaware, yeah. I'm still gonna go with the person I am. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that's that's it, it feels a lot more genuine. Yeah. Yeah, like people who are just so cocky and have no yes. idea yeah. who, like the reality of what they're doing. Oh, I'll Don't never
0: connect. forget I used to do um martial arts with this guy and he was just the cockiest shit in the world and one day he told me he was like why are you so awkward and I'm like I I'm not awkward I just fucking hate you <laughs> he was so confident that his brain couldn't process that maybe somebody doesn't like him so he assumed that
1: i must be awkward (laughs) oh my gosh but just like
0: talk about like blind confidence. that's blind. and i
1: i'm the one that assumes people just default don't like me
0: yeah me too i I, i'm just just, like every time i walk into a room i'm like everybody hates you and it's your job to
1: try to make them like you (laughs) which is why
0: i do stand up i'm like
1: hi strangers please like me but i get it when i went on that stage and they clapped i was like oh i I get it now i'm valid i get it i I understand why this feels good for people even though
0: it's nerve-wracking yeah um well in doing like live performances you either walk off the stage feeling like a million bucks or a garbage can and there's nothing in between
1: yeah that's hard
0: it is how do you deal with the garbage can moments um it's just hard to remind yourself of the shows that went well Right. Like if I had a really, really bad set, I will go home and try to listen to one of my recordings from a good set so right. to like, be like okay you're not terrible like it's fine yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah actually that's a really good idea yeah like don't instantly go to the bad one yeah remind well, yourself of the good ones mm-hmm. and yeah. i keep
0: recording of most of my performances and i have like bad ones for like when i'm ready to sit down and try to work on things and then yeah. i have
1: good ones where and i'm like
0: i need mean reassurance
1: yeah and we're human we need that reassurance yeah and we and we do need validation sometimes i just feel like with the validation thing like that's another thing that i'm like i that's one of my demons that I'm yeah. trying to work on, which is the constant need for validation, mm-hmm. which is why I want to kind of take the social media break to like try not to rely on the likes so much or, yeah. or the, you know, like, like the internet friends kind of thing. Yeah. And part of me is like, but, but that's my, like, I'm connected to that. So if I'm not w- with that, like, what am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with myself? Just the window. <laughs> do you like me? <laughs> do you like my eyeshadow today? <laughs> How will I know if I don't Instagram story (laughs) it?
0: And it's so true, though. We're so used to getting validation that way. And, like when i was single i was really bad for getting validation through sex i will fully oh. admit that i mean i, I was I a straight
1: am. up hoe because i was just like
0: oh i must be pretty yeah <laughs> i must be a good person yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and that that's definitely another one i have a thousand demons now and i'm really i my like another <laughs> one of my demons Like, well, i have, camp the fucking demons like, this is a shotgun yeah whoever's listening to this right now just drink every time we mention our demons <laughs> that's uh that's gonna be the whole episode but i um, chug a whole glass every time there's a new demon <laughs> It's so true though, like the sex thing. Like I, I, I still to this day, and I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm doing this all without therapy. So like I'm trying to find like books and like, you know, stuff like that, trying to like learn on my own, which is insane. Yeah. I need a fucking therapist. Yeah, sponsor the podcast and give me some. <laughs> Get Sarah a therapist. Get- oh, listen, listen. I want a booze sponsor. I want a Red Bull. <laughs> sponsor And a therapy Sponsor I think all those Three would be well, Appropriate um, One for of the this. comics
0: Is now a therapist Who Bill Wood Shh. Therapist, yeah, we're uh, like a counselor. I don't know really? what his designation is, but yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, so
1: hit that boy up. I should, well, I mean, I'd love to anyway because he
0: was so good at your show. I didn't get to see him, and that's no? the other thing with running that show is like I got to see very few of the performances, which is same sad.
1: with mine. Yeah, you should record the next one. Yeah. So thing. you can watch it back.
0: Yeah. Well, and even with your show, where I was working the door, I didn't see a lot of it either. So it's kind of sad panda. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm like, that's that. the pain of running shows. And it's so it rewarding. But at the same time, you're like, is
1: it is it going well? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's happening there? Yeah. Because you want to put people in charge that, like, you trust. But yeah. then you also want those people to enjoy the show. Yeah. Because so it's, it's usually your friends, right? Yeah. I thank you so much for doing that, by the way. Uh, it was fun. Like, it was Next good. time, listen, next time, we're just going with the Sniggly Wiggly stuff and... No, none of my friends will be out there. We'll just... Everyone will be in the audience. It'll be great. Um, That's so interesting. Bill Woods is... Ah, uh, yeah. I'd love to you have... You see that, though, I now would, that I said it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's very calming. Yes.
0: He's a calming person. And he's very, very caring, and he's very supportive of
1: everyone. Yeah. I would love to have a therapist on the podcast, just to be like... <laughs> here you go (laughs) what's she gonna do with that
0: well and i'm always interested to hear therapists talk about their demons and how they handle their own oh
1: yeah because most therapists have therapists yeah like
0: they're not immune
1: yeah they wouldn't like therapy themselves yeah that would be really awkward and weird well and And
0: that would be i think self-deprecating because we're the worst judges of ourselves right
1: oh my god we are the worst judges of ourselves well
0: and anybody who went to university and took a psychology class you know like a weekend everybody's diagnosing themselves with everything yeah
1: and it's weird because yeah what how do you feel about the, the self-diagnosing because like I kind of self-diagnose myself with that like orgasm thing only because I spent so long researching that and I never found anything closer to what I experienced in that description. But I've also been one to say, I have depression and anxiety. I've never been diagnosed with those things. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, should I be saying that or should I be saying, I think I'm anxious. I think I'm depressed. My take
0: on it, and I mean, feel free to disagree with this, and I'm sure you will, but... Um, I think it's good for people to research what they think they have and to right. I find something to identify with. But I also think you should follow that with professional advice. Yeah. Like, go into a doctor's and be like, hey, I think I might have this. Yeah. But I think it's important to take that second step.
1: That's so true. Yeah. Don't don't be fully like, I have depression. You can maybe, you can feel very depressed. Yes. Because de- being depressed is a feeling, right? Well, I, I, there's depression is both an
0: emotion and a condition. Yeah. So it's normal to feel depressed sometimes. It's not normal to be, be depressed. depressed. Yeah. Right. And there's a big difference. And, like, I recently went through a really hard time because my antidepressants got switched due to a clerical error. Shut the fuck up. And it fucked me up real, real bad. Like, really bad. And um, I went on a few different ones for a little while before I got back on what like actually works for me. And the, like, it's terrifying because some of those drugs will actually make you much worse
1: yeah so i mean
0: if you have depression absolutely get that treated but also be aware that it might be dicey like and it has like to me i think it has to be bad enough that you're willing to take that risk yeah like for in my case like even if i had to go on some that made me even worse for a little while it was worth it to get the long term gain. You're I like, I need to suffer it. through this to get yeah. to the other side. Yeah, because otherwise, I'm just going to be depressed my entire life, and I would rather have like a week of really bad depression than be like this for the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? <sighs> oh my god, it's I, I I I'm constantly feeling like I have a certain amount of like, let's just I'll just even use the the dollar amount like a hundred bucks a month to put towards like my self care. Yeah, like. And I'm always just like, do I make that doctor's appointment and try to get medicated? Do I go see a therapist for one session? Do I like and I have to like constantly be thinking about like what I prioritize in my life Mm -hmm. in terms of like what's going to make me a happier, fuller person? Because right now I don't feel that at all. And I'm trying to make it a priority to like lead a more balanced life like Like be healthier, be mentally healthier, get back to friendships again. Like, you know, off the mic friendships, because this is fucking great. I love this. But I also want to fucking hang out outside of this. Yeah. Well, and it's so cool. And and I'm so
0: glad that you do what you do. But at the same time, I completely understand that can't be your life.
1: (laughs) I do. And I want to and I want to call someone out right now who probably won't listen to this episode. But like I had a friend who did the show way back in the heydays of intoxicated, like first year. Cause I like I kind of called on friends a lot because I didn't I didn't know all y'all comedians at the time, yeah. um, and she like she did an episode and then uh, literally messages me and goes, "I'm getting a divorce. Did you want to record about it?" And I'm just like, "What? Hi again? <laughs> what? Yeah." And that and that happens more than people think and a lot of times these are my close friends or closer friends or people who know me but like don't necessarily listen to the podcast don't necessarily know what it's become which has been primarily comedy yeah um obviously we talk about deep shit and we make it funny but like well and i mean it was, I, it was a moment of like okay i get that people like a platform yes because it makes them feel special. Mm-hmm. It'll make you feel good to, like, talk about something that you you know. And I ask people all the time. I'll go, you went through that fucked up thing. Would you want to come on and talk about it? Mm-hmm. And I'll ask people. But it's just weird to have a friend. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere after so and much time. And especially
0: not, like, reach
1: out to you as a friend first. Yeah. And then as an afterthought. Ask That's about, yeah. what I was telling <laughs> Andrew. I was like, normally how it goes is a friend will tell me about something. And then, uh, and then I'll, I might just kind of throw it out. Be like, would you be willing to like talk about this on the podcast? Yeah. Um, it's not the, the first in, like instant thing. Yeah. And it made me realize I'm like I'm I love intoxicated so much, but I do need to step away sometimes and have things that aren't related to the podcast because yeah. I don't want to become the podcast. I want to be more than the podcast. Well, and I've worked with comics who are just like walk
0: through life constantly trying to write jokes. Just everything they see feel experienced they're constantly trying to make a joke out of it and like i do think that it's cool to try to take everyday experiences and make jokes out of them and try yeah. to take dark things and make jokes out of them i love like jokes that are rooted in deep dark shit that's same, my yeah.
1: favorite yeah
0: but at the same time like live your damn life <laughs> live your damn life yeah <laughs>
1: like, jesus yeah i miss i and i've had like other friends do the same thing where like They'll just instantly suggest doing an episode together and I go, I'd love to do an episode, but like, can we also like fucking shoot the shit like at yeah. a bar? Like like what we used to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not always about creating content. Mm-hmm. Like it's I love creating content, but it's not always about that. And right now I'm trying to just make more space for friendships and yeah. self care. And finally finding that therapist or finally like, you know, going to the doctor and pushing for medication because i have to push for it because they won't give me it because they don't think i'm depressed enough well because you're like kind of a bubbly personality Yeah. yeah yeah but but again like like how do you convince someone like i it's really bad you need to um maybe i'll tell her that recently i had such a bad depressive episode that i laid in bed and i scrolled through um suicide watch on reddit Which is a very dark place to go. Yep. And I was also watching people jumping off bridges on YouTube. Jesus. So maybe I'll tell her that next time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's so scary because, like, I went through, like, I legit thought I was going to kill myself fairly recently. And, like, the suicide prevention line didn't pick up. Yeah. The uh, suicide clinic in Halifax was closed. And, like, the mobile team... That they have didn't pick up either and they're supposed to call you back within half an hour and they didn't call for like four hours and like fortunately I had enough of like a support base that there were other people that like came and helped me but if I was like a loner
1: nothing Like, what would have happened? So it's so fucked up. Terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, and it's also terrifying that you need to be so extreme to get help. Like, yeah. While I agree that, like, yes, like those are the most important cases. I'm just like, you shouldn't you have let you it get have, to that point. Yeah, we shouldn't be getting to the point where we're thinking about that. We should be nipping it in the bud. Yeah. And like. Really, like, as soon as you start feeling it, get help for it. Yes. As soon as you start feeling it, like, no one should ever have to feel that way. It's so fucked to feel that way. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever actually been like, I'm going to do it Mm. or I want to do it. But I've been in dark places where I've been like, oh, like, things are really hard and I don't think that they're going to get better. Like, how Mm. nice would it be to just like sleep for a long time (laughs) like that's always my thing i'm always just like yeah that's my
0: thought too i'm like sleeping would be so good what if i just slept (laughs) for like real
1: real long because i don't know about you but when i'm depressed i have the deepest most crazy sleeps yeah and crazy dreams crazy dreams mm -hmm. like the dreams become a tv show that i want to keep watching yes that's a good way of describing it yeah it's like screw netflix i'm just gonna sleep yeah and and have these weird dreams that are you know people better in my life than my are. reality and then yeah. people in your life are like kind of come into your dreams yeah but then they like act like in themselves different ways. but not themselves yes. yeah I, I fucking hate that Ugh. but i am also like just i have weird sleep things like i dream really deep i have like i get sleep paralysis a lot really which is, that's terrifying it's which happened crazy. to me a couple of times Has it?
0: Awful. yeah
1: yeah are you a good sleeper like you fall asleep right away like do you normally get a decent amount of sleep all the time or no? Um, I fall asleep really
0: easily but like I don't know if if I'm depressed I either oversleep or don't sleep at all
1: yeah that's so true yeah you're either and also when I'm depressed I like I overwork myself because I don't want to de- like be at home with my thoughts mm, yeah
0: it's yeah, and that's the other extreme either, either I'm spend way too much time alone yeah. and I get way too deep in that rabbit hole or yeah. I desperately try to avoid it
1: yep ding Ugh. this is this episode of all episodes i would have been dinging the bell a thousand times so now that we've talked about a lot of shit do you do you,
0: this got a lot deeper than i thought i, was I loved it be. I thought honestly we all silly. There, this
1: is fucking great <laughs> it feels good to just fucking just put it out there and talk about this, this is like shit. the
0: longest time i've ever gone without making a sex joke and it feels well,
1: real weird well to me. should we talk about <laughs> sex now Sure. To, so like, end it on, like, a lighter note? Sure. Other than Sarah cries when she comes? <laughs> which is not lying. <laughs> I seriously don't know how to fix that issue.
0: Yeah. I feel like a professional can probably
1: help. Yeah.
0: Like, has it always
1: been that way or just recently? Past two years. Okay. So it's probably something off. solvable then. The, the the best times of me getting off is... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, when Usually when it's around... Talking to a crush or sexting with a crush or like on the phone with a crush, I, I would never get like that when that happens because okay. I had someone. Um, so I think it's root- I actually think it's, it's rooted lonely. in intimacy. Yeah, like like I just really want like an intimate, close yeah relationship. Like, can we cuddle after
0: and your hands like? Because
1: <laughs> well, I was telling you about like the five some experience yes. and how like it was fun and stuff but how i i felt like i couldn't fully enjoy it cuz i didn't have that emotional yeah and the couples were like
0: intimate afterwards together. and you were like but now i'm but just me, here me. yeah
1: and it was fun and like res- and like do not get me wrong everyone was respectful like it was quite the experience mm-hmm. and there was really cool moments like when Two guys were sucking on my boobs. Like I had a. That sounds here pretty a, rocking. Yeah, I was like, that's that's on the list of cool things I've done. Uh, but it, I do think, like if I could identify with any sexuality, it would be probably demisexual because yeah. I do think I need the emotional part and some tension and like to know someone. Mm. I don't know if I'm a one night stand person, really, because I've only had like I mean I've had a lot of casual sex, but a lot of it has been friends. Okay, so I've known them. Yeah, no, not me. Like, yeah? when I was single, I was, no, just one night stands. fuck them and check them. <laughs> so did you find that you could have good sex on a one-night stand, like, with, like, someone you don't know? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. See? This is why it's so interesting to me. Because, like, I'm so different. Like, I feel like I probably couldn't, but.
0: No, like, I mean, it was fine. I mean, I think with a lot of people, if you don't jive right away and you got to figure out what each other likes, so that can be awkward. But other than that, yeah. like, yeah.
1: Just make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take control. I'm like, I'm like a situation where I didn't get to fuck someone that I really want to fuck, and mm. and his whole thing was like, oh, there's a lot of pressure on this, and like, what if we do it and It's bad, and I just go. I wouldn't let it be bad. Yeah, like, like literally, like I've never been more confident in my life. I yeah. was just like, I, I know that you're scared that it would be bad. but, like, mm. I would just make it good. Yeah. Like worst case scenario, you lay there and I ride you. Like,
0: yeah. well, and that's the thing is, like, I have so many body issues, but like, I'm confident in my ability. I am too. To fuck. Like, yeah. Same. Like, like, I know
1: I'm good at this shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm
0: 90% sure I'm good. At it. Yeah. There's well, still the 10% that I'm like, where I'm
1: like, hey, close your eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, just enjoy. <laughs> Can you, oh, I don't. That'd be interesting to fuck blindfolded. I've done it that'd before. Be hard.
0: Um, that's definitely not something I could do with somebody I don't know really well. No, no. You're Um, know. but mm-hmm. like, I, my ex-husband and I did that a few times. Really? Like after we got married, because we were just kind of like, it was weird because. After we got married, we were so much more comfortable with each other. Yeah, like there was just like nothing was out of bounds anymore. Really, so and it was tried- after the marriage. Yeah, so we tried a whole bunch like more kinky stuff after that. Right, because it was just like there was so much trust.
1: That's the thing It's the trust thing. Yeah, it's so freaking important. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Do you, you don't necessarily have to be like in love to trust someone. Like yeah. you truly don't. Like, but that yeah, when you when you have that trust, uh, but then it's also weird because I think back to like my abuser guy. And I'm like, nah. I had some pretty good sex with him too, but <laughs> before before that happened, before that's, that happened, oh, that adds another
0: layer that it was an enjoyable thing first.
1: Well, Ugh. that was me. Well, I mean, long story short, like I was kind of like feeling like I was a sub, and I was like, subs are supposed to do this, so do this to me. Oh wait, I'm not ready for that. Uh, Shit, uh, I'm not ready for that. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, There was no asking. There was no talking about things. It was just kind of let this guy do whatever he wants to me. And, oh, I'm just going to do it because this is what a sub is supposed to do. Yeah. Fucked up. Well, and the
0: Dom sub thing, it's very much a role. It's not supposed to be like a license to rape. Exactly. It's still very consensual. It's just like one person is leading. Exactly. It's not... It's not supposed to be degrading, it's not supposed to be forceful, it's just supposed to be like one person's taking control and taking the other person charge. isn't. Exactly. And, and I, I didn't know that back then. Yeah, I think a lot of people really misunderstand BDSM culture. Truly. Like and I Truly. think that fifty shades of garbage did not do any favors. <sighs> nope. Nope, it did not.
1: Although one scene I like in that movie is when they do the contract. I haven't actually seen it. I've just like heard there's, a lot of people be like, nah. Well there's a scene where they're like they list all the things. Oh, okay. Like on paper. To and they be, like sp- sign it. Oh that's And good. I'm like, you know, I can get behind that. I think well I mean I mean it would be in a different way, like even if it's just talking with your partner before I'm going. Yeah. I don't like this, but here are the things like I'm willing to try, and like maybe if I'm not enjoying it, I say this word, and you fucking stop, or you just say stop. Yeah, like why can't stop be the safe word? That's always been my thing. That's the like, safe word I've been using for yeah. years. But then that's also complicated because like
0: the safe word is... I've been using is oh no 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 no.
1: The safe word I use or, is. or <laughs> <laughs> Or back your ass up, boy. (laughs) But then that's also fucked because, like, I know with my experience, like, I didn't actually say stop. And that's, that's what makes these things so gray area and so, like... But Turkey. also, if you're afraid to say stop, then that's a situation. Yeah. 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 And I mean, nonverbal cues are 100% a thing. And, you know, Yes, like and all that's this. all
0: sex is, is body language. Yeah. Like, if you can't read a person's body language, you're going to be shitty at sex.
1: Truly. <laughs> like, truly. That's just the truth.
0: Like, because you could know every move. But, like, if you can't respond to what somebody else is doing, like,
1: and you can tell when someone's fucking you for them and not for you, like yeah. like when they don't look at you at all during, like mm. and they're just hammering away and you're like,
0: "I'm here too. Hi. Hi. Are you
1: masturbating
0: right now? Yes, yeah. my
1: pussy. Yeah. yeah, am I just uh, what, whatchamacallit, a what what I call it a flashlight?
0: Yeah, I've, I felt I've, like that I've many definitely times. had those moments.
1: and it's so weird because like, yeah, it's it's weird when you're like like having sex with somebody and they don't feel like they're there. Yeah. That's scary.
0: That's terrifying. Yeah. I
1: need, I need some, I want to have sex with eye contact. Listen, yeah. I'm 33 and it's time.
0: Well, and like my partner is so in the moment. Yeah. Like so much, like to a degree that I didn't even know was a thing before that. Ooh. And I think that's why I fell in love with him so quickly is because I was just like, oh my God, like this is like such a submersive experience. Like he is
1: very attentive and like yeah. eye contacting. Like very, very
0: into it. Yeah. Oh,
1: jealous. Yeah. Jealous. Oh, look at you! Like you're so happy, <laughs> nothing bragging, nothing. No, but that's good. Well, I mean, like I, I love hearing when people are in long-term relationships and they're like, "I'm, I still love fucking." Because well, I mean, but we went through quite a dry spell. Did you for a very long time? Really?
0: Yeah, and
1: um, we kind of just
0: like recently rekindled things, and Ooh. I'm so fucking relieved. Was um, it? Did you do
1: something in particular to kind of rekindle it?
0: Well, and it's <laughs> so he's very much a feminist, so he didn't want to like I'd be like what like is there something I can do to get you more into it and he didn't Uh want to say anything because he doesn't want to be like one of those dudes that like tells a girl how to dress you know and he's like I love you no matter how you look and I'm like yes I know but I also need a hard dick so (laughs) speak up and like when we first met I was like I was always hanging out at like punk shows so I was like dressed very like kind of like gothic and punky yeah yeah and just like a while ago I just like put on like fishnets and like a leather jacket and he was like and I was like Oh, oh this, this is what it is. is. Yeah, and I'm like, I can wear this to Applebee's if that means we're going to fuck after <laughs> <laughs> Just speak up, boy. Like, if you could spend $200 on a pasta machine, I could spend 50 bucks on a leather corset and we'll both get more noodle. <sighs> oh,
1: yeah. like, Well, on. fucking stockings, man. I'm telling you. No, I don't think that there's a guy in the world who doesn't love some knee highs. Yeah, true. Like, you you pop those on and, like, well, instantly hose you up no matter what you're wearing. True. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I like putting them on sometimes even when people don't see it. Yeah. Because it's just, because I know that they're there. Or it's like wearing, like, a garter. You're like, I'm secretly sexy. I love lingerie. Like, Mm. I think I feel sexiest in lingerie. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish it was cheaper. (laughs) Fuck yeah, I know. That's, yeah. But, um... I was going to say, like, you can get fairly cheap lingerie. Like, Pleasures and Treasures is great for that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's not too expensive. Don't go to, like... Like I've no Victoria's Secret bullshit. No, That's I actually love much. Pleasures and Treasures. Oh, like, I love And I'm not it. just
0: saying that because they sponsored my show. <laughs> <laughs> like they're legit. Like they're awesome. Yeah. They're like they'll try to help you find things that
1: actually fit for you. There's affordable options for everything, and there's tons of like tons of different like styles. Yeah. You can find anything you're looking for there. Really, yeah. like what's like the craziest thing you ever wore? Ooh, this is a good question because you probably have a lot of costumes i assume, yeah. I I assume you do <laughs> yep have you ever fucked in a costume oh yeah which what's like the most craziest costume that you fucked
0: in? i don't know if it's the craziest but i definitely fucked a lot in the sailor
1: moon costume <laughs> 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 yes! now my follow-up is was the other person dressed up to you or was it just you it was just me yeah <laughs> In the times that I've done it too, is the same. I'm like, I don't, like it's interesting. I would love to do like a like have the guy dress up too. That'd be fun. Well, my ex husband actually did that for me Whoa. once because I have a big
0: Superman fetish for some reason. Oh. I just think because that guy who played the dude in Smallville is super hot. Oh yes. So yeah. like I had a big Superman fetish. So he like got like a Superman costume with like the crotch cut out.
1: Woo. That's hot. Lord it. <laughs> oh my God. I banged in Wonder Woman costume. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I also banged in Snow White. In Snow White. That's not here. Yeah. You would make a perfect Snow White. I love doing. Stuff. I'd like to like redo it. So like, I actually had the it made. Like, I bought a yellow skirt, bought stockings, bought a bow. Like, did made made the whole like collar thingy, and like, mm-hmm. I had my friend sew the shirt. Nice. I, have the, I have the shirt still, although I can't wear it now because like the guy cummed on it. Uh. And <laughs> even though I washed it, I'm like, I can't wear this again. <laughs> it's, it's been cummed on. Like, <laughs> like it's 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 done. It's been marked. <laughs> it's been <laughs> marked for death. <laughs> With the white A. <laughs> but I would love to do that one again, because, yeah, the dark hair and the pale skin, it, it it works. It works, yeah. that That's my Disney princess. Like, if I could be a Disney princess, it would be Snow White. Although I don't know much about, like, her, like, I don't think I ever saw the movie. Really? Well, it's, like, think... the oldest one. Is it the oldest? Yeah. Oldest? Yeah. Really? What's your favorite Disney princess?
0: Oh, God. Um... I mean, it used to be aerial because I had red hair as a kid, so right. obviously I. Is that your natural is, color? Yeah.
1: Ooh like not like
0: super red, but yeah, like a little bit. So oh. I feel like that's like where my addiction started. And mm-hmm. I was like, "There's a little bit of red. I want more red, and then more." <laughs> um, but oh, I'm trying to think.
1: I guess it doesn't really matter. Not everyone has to be into Disney princesses. I
0: mean, I am. Like, I'm not not into them. Yeah. Like, I I had a big crush on Jasmine. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that probably should have been my first clue.
1: (laughs) 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 Right. Oh, man, that's funny. (laughs) I'm so straight. Although I watch a lot of lesbian porn.
0: A lot of straight women do.
1: Yeah, that's, like, that's interesting to me. I think
0: it's because there's not very much, like oral sex no. in
1: straight porn with lesbian porn you know you're going to see like some vagina action yeah so it's almost like a, like a really safe bet <laughs>
0: yeah well <and> I <laughs> mean like I think most women like a good pounding but you can't yeah. really do that well if there's not some oral or some something else going on first like you gotta pre of the oven speaking of
1: pounding <laughs> let's tell the story and then we'll close it out All right, but um when we were prepping for tongue-in-cheek and I was going around with Adrian, <laughs> uh, we went to Pleasures and Treasures, uh-huh. and we, I, we found the Louisiana lounger, which is like a blow-up, like, it's almost like a little mini blow-up sofa with a dick on it that fucks you. It's literally a fuck machine. Like, you lay there, and it fucks you. That's awesome. And I was telling her because I was like, oh, yeah, I know all about this. Like, I've Googled this before. I know how <laughs> much it is. Like, I would love to save up for one. Because how much are they? They're like, I think like three or four hundred, or something like that. So I could return that pasta maker.
0: <laughs> Different kind of noodle. But I have
1: ever seen it in Adrian, it really piqued her interest, and she like took an. She literally took an Instagram video of uh, it. <laughs> she
0: awesome. like zoomed
1: in on it with the heart super zoom. Nice. And I was like, yeah, Adrian. Get one and share it. <laughs> share it? That's intimate. <laughs> Is like joint can, like, custody. <laughs> well it'd be interesting to get one like that like you could just like interchange out the the, dildos, the dildo. Part, you could yeah. bring your own dildo and pop it on. Yeah. Because I think you can do that with the Sibian. Yeah, just have like a girls' night. <laughs> well, I mean that's like at the sex party. That's like that's what made me um come out of my shell was seeing the room. There was a room with a sibian. Okay. And, like, the way that it kind of works is, like, there's these rooms, and you can stand outside the room, um, but, like, you have to be invited in, and, like, you can't go in unless you're invited, but, like, you can Like watch. a vampire. And if the door is open, you can watch. If the door is shut, you don't you do not do anything. But there was a room with a Sibian, and it was just all these hot women getting on that Sibian and looking like they're having the best time of their life. Hmm. And I'm out there, and, like, people are trying to coax me in. I'm like, No. Not me, no. Nope. And I never did, yeah. but it, it made like seeing them do that. You were like Ooh. made me like I was just like, oh, this is really hot. Like yeah. I, because it was just so many like, and everyone was like rooting each other on, like as they were go, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you there was a Stacy there.
0: Oh, well, and like a lot of straight porn, the women look uncomfortable. Yeah, they do. Like just straight up. Like, yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't turn me on at all. Like. No. And why are like the titles of pornos like whore takes a big dick"? <laughs> like why can't it be like
1: everyone had goddess, a pleasant time? Goddess lady enjoys herself. Yeah, for her once. We <laughs> should rewrite porn titles. Yeah, yes. that'd be a good episode. We should like scroll through porn and yes. rewrite the titles. Oh man, woman gets idea. perfect
0: viscosity before <laughs> thing.
1: Very intelligent woman takes it in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> That idea, oh man, that's hilarious. I'm gonna have to do that tonight. Like, go. Through. I'm not gonna look at porn titles the same anymore. I'm gonna no. be like, I need to rewrite this.
0: You <laughs> know one of my favorite things in the world, though, porn comments. Yes. <laughs> I don't always
1: look at them. I should start looking at them more. Yeah. Like to up. take the time to enjoy a video so much that you comment. Yeah. On porn. Oh, most things. of them
0: are complaints.
1: Are they really? Not enough cum. Yeah, yeah. Most of that's usually the complaint <laughs> really? is like she deserved a bigger load. Well, I I, I listened to a podcast recently with a, someone who does porn, and a lot of like the cream pie stuff is all fake. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not that's not real shit. No, god. Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't happen in real life.
0: Yeah, I yeah, and I mean like I think porn is a good thing. I think we should all enjoy sex as we see fit, and yeah. we should learn about sex. But also, it's like. It's a movie. Keep in mind that it's a movie. <laughs> and very not. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: unless you're watching like those amateur videos, like it's not how it's we're real. It's fiction. Yeah, yeah, truly. And
0: like truly. enjoy fiction, but like realize that it's fiction.
1: Exactly. Oh man. Oh boy. All the What a loaded episode. Whole... I don't even know what to call this one. There's so many titles going through Demons. my head. <laughs> Demons. Demons with dildos. D- <laughs> I love that. <laughs> or the 30 the what was it 30 connection? 30 connection. Yeah. So are you feeling better about being 30? Are you I on am. the road to it? Yeah,
0: like I know it's not that old. Is the thing like my it's logic really brain is like you're fine.
1: But I, then, I get it cuz I was there too when I when I turned 30. Yes. Uh, and then you get over the hill, and then you're like, "Okay, now I have to be worried about geriatric pregnancies." <laughs> <laughs> Which is me. No, I have
0: um uh premature menopause <laughs> oh do you really yeah no you not getting periods um well I didn't for like two years and then I took medication and then I started getting really intense ones It's like a whole thing
1: oh yeah no
0: I'm on medication for it you've it's piqued my
1: interest because my periods are on and off currently yeah I went five months without one um and then I got them back but they're like so light that I'm like
0: what is really happening
1: what's going on here can't can't enjoy an orgasm can't seem to have a full period like truly what's happening like maybe
0: it's hormonal
1: yeah i mean i've always said that and like doctor was like well we're not going to test your hormones because you're on the pill so it doesn't matter And i'm like
0: go go to like the actual sexual health clinic and talk to a lady
1: (laughs) i think i should yeah
0: yeah well because when i first got And I don't think I actually have premature menopause, but that's what I was first diagnosed with by the male walking clinic doctor who hardly wanted Uh. to talk to me about it. And then I went to get a pap, and this lady was like... Oh, like, what are your symptoms? And we talked about it for a while. and She gave me these pills and I've been so much better since. Really? So this is yeah. like
1: just a, a, like it's not a birth control pill. It's like a totally different. No,
0: it's a totally different thing. Really? It's, like a, it's not for like prevention. I think it's actually like a fertility thing. Oh, not okay. that we're trying to get pregnant and I don't think I can. Right. But like it's just to like get her moving again. Get her
1: moving. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Start I the that, engine. Is that to like maybe it's like to help with like ovulation or something?
0: Yeah, well, it's also like um, for like um, like thyroid balances
1: and uh, stuff because like part of
0: the reason why I've gotten so much fatter since I moved here is because apparently my body can't process carbs properly anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, my I'm just like, is that why I'm getting away now? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, but you but you're you like the medication's helping and it's... yeah it's all that's good that's good yeah that's good but
0: like it was so weird that it took so long to get somebody to
1: actually help me and then Ugh. once they did it was so easy. Well, that's just it. I, I feel like I mean, people in general and especially women need to re- you need to if you, if you feel like something's wrong, you gotta fight for that. Like yes, you gotta fight for that information and that diagnosis. Well, and I think that's
0: partially because. Healthcare is free in Canada.
1: Yep. So,
0: like, the, you need to be more serious when you have something. Because, yep. like, I've traveled, as you know, and the experience with doctors in, like, New Zealand or somewhere where you have to pay for doctors, like, yes, it's expensive, but, like, you get traded so... better? They listen to you? Really? <laughs> Ooh, they actually, better.
1: if you ask for a test, they'll do it? Oh, uh, wow. That's actually a great point. I, I Yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah. you always think, oh, it's so expensive. That sucks. But, like maybe there's a reason yeah because it's
0: legit yeah well i got my ears sewn back on in the dominican hang on oh no it's the other one hang on (laughs) (laughs) you okay i've had
1: my ears sewn back on (laughs) You leave this
0: to the fucking end of the episode, Bella? I forgot you were trying to end it. We talked suicide. We
1: talked fucking orgasm. <laughs> like, and here we are. <gasps> How did your ears fall off? <laughs> well, just the one. Oh, just the <laughs> one.
0: Don't be crazy. <laughs> what <laughs> happened? Um, yeah, it was <laughs> I lost it in my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> what um we went on one of those like speedboat rides and my oh. husband like accidentally kneed me in the face um and like just like this whole like middle section came off he, from his knee yeah how the fuck does that happen well, we were going like so fast i don't know oh. whole thing. we got divorced shortly afterwards so maybe there was some resentment <laughs> i don't know this is also when we started getting kink ears so maybe it was in no i'm just kidding but it was like the weirdest experience because i didn't feel it at all and then i was like oh my walking gosh. back up the beach and everybody was just like and i was like what and my like husband at the time was like just walk just walk and then i got to the hospital there and he like threaded the needle to like put me back together and then the power went out and he was like oh I'm just going to go eat my sandwich <laughs> it should be back on in a minute and he like put the needle down and I literally saw him sit down in the dark and just like eat like a turkey sandwich what? as I was just like bleeding and crying but like he did a really good job see like holy shit so you can see it as, like your
1: earlobe
0: yeah and oh I was God. so conscious to wear my hair up for the longest time but like it's like, unless you're, like, oh, actually looking it. Also, that's the most anime. badass
1: story I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> of all, like, all, like, the types of scars to have, like, I have one scar under my eyebrow, and it's the stupidest story. It's, I opened up, <laughs> I opened up a cab door on it. <laughs> like, I just didn't, I just opened a cab door, I and you were like, like eh. and I didn't quite, like, like, where you drunk? My di- no, not, I was on the way to get drunk. I was totally sober. Wow. And it's funny, because, um... The same thing happened to me. I, it it, it was like a big hit, mm-hmm. and then I just went. Oh, I just bumped my head, and then I get in, and he's like, "Whoa!" And I get, and then I felt what felt like water gushing down my my head, and it was yeah. blood. Yeah, and I went, went and got stitches. Yeah, like
0: when I got out, I was like, "Well, I'm I'm just like wet," and then I looked, <laughs> and there was just like red. Holy dude, that's fucking crazy. Oh, and. Something that really made me laugh is, like, I came back and I had all these stitches in my ear. Yeah. And I was at, like, Safeway or something. And this girl was like,
1: I love your piercings. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask, if you get piercings with that or no? Um,
0: like, is it recommended? Uh, no, I'm Probably allergic to most metals anyways. So oh, yeah? Just, yeah. That's not a thing I do. Yeah, that's why my wedding ring
1: is wooden. Oh. I no. oh, The fucking things I'm learning about you. I feel like we could keep going and I would learn a thousand more things. You are. This is a deep pot. You are quite the woman. I gotta say. <laughs> All jokes aside, I fucking love you. I love you too. Please. I'm so glad we're friends now. tell everybody, like, can they follow you on social media? Like, are you doing any mics coming up that we should stay tuned for? I'm really bad at
0: updating social media, but yeah, you can follow me if you want to.
1: Yeah, and well, you gotta follow Tongue in Cheek because
0: yeah, we're doing another show. I really want to do like we, Adrian and I, really need to have a meeting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this
0: is like the notice, Adrian. Adrian, meeting. Like, I really want to do like a May the Fourth, like dorky, like. Cosplay, like striptease kind of thing. Oh
1: my god,
0: that's perfect! I still have my stormtrooper helmet from the musical I did, and I want to build like a whole like tearaway costume. I, yeah, it's gonna be a thing. And
1: like Star Wars, like pasties. Yes. When you were talking about pasties earlier, I just thought of the best idea. We should have like a girls' night sleepover situation with and call it a pasty party, and wear pasties. Nice. Do we? I'm. I think we should do it. You know how people do like the pajama parties? I'm like, yeah, no pasty parties. Or like, we should like make our own pasties. I really want like a bedazzled Ooh, pasty. Yeah, That'd we be could so totally fun. do that, right? I don't know like
0: what you would use for like the sticking part though, because it has to be like sticky but not yeah. sticky enough to be painful. I bet you
1: Amazon might like have something for that. Did, I, did we just come across a business idea? Maybe. Like if they sold plain pasties so that you could that just you do. C- like, instead of Pate night, pasty night? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> That's so much better. That's something I would 100% do.
0: Um, at one of the burlesque shows I went to, there was a girl who did a B- Bob's Burgers strip tease, and her pasties were
1: pickles. <laughs> That's unreal. is <laughs> amazing. Well, I would say, like, one of my favorite performances from your tongue-in-cheek show was Miss Shapen when mm. she did the food one. Yeah, the- And she, she stripped down, and it was two eggs. And then the bacon. The bacon. And I remember just going... That's the greatest thing I've probably ever seen. Yeah, Mischaipen is
0: very, very good. I
1: love her. I'd like to have her back on too. Just her, just get her knowledge on life. She's such
0: like a sweet like. All those girls were person like like, so great. Oh my god. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, I love you so much. We should
0: probably wrap this up. We're gonna wrap this this up before such a long episode. This is gonna
1: be a long one, but that's okay because this was fucking fantastic, and I love you so much. And thanks so much for coming on. Of course. And I don't have my fucking bell, but we're going to pretend to ring a bell. Okay. Somehow. Maybe I'll Photoshop it in. Okay. One, two, three. Ring that bell. This is how I do sex. <laughs> Maybe I'll put something in. I love that. Oh, Alma, that was amazing.
0: You're awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh, your podcast yeah. is awesome. I'm glad your live show went well. Oh, uh, if,
1: you're so not, awesome. if you're not
0: listening and you're like, I don't know I should follow this, follow this shit. <laughs> All right.